0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Game Face, episode 324 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, and this is the last normal episode of Game Face for 2022. And alongside me to do that is Matt Kyle. How are you, Matt? All right. Fresh off E3-2 at the Game Awards? Oh, give me a break. (laughs) Um, I should also add that we have a sponsor for today's show. Our good friends at LS Cream have sponsored Game Face for the next... Several episodes, and we'll be sponsoring our Game of the Year awards on Friday, which is, I know, news to you guys. You thought maybe we're doing our Game of the Year awards today, uh, but we're not. We're going to do a normal episode of Game Face, our last one for the year. And then on Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here at twitch.tv slash games, we will be doing our Game of the Year awards live. Uh, And LS Cream will be sponsoring that as well. We thank them very much. For their generous sponsorship of Sifted's content for December and into early January. So, Matt, you, you don't think that the Game Awards are like E3 2 now? No. No? No, the, at E3 you learn things. Yeah? You don't feel like you learned anything?
1: No, I feel like I saw a bunch of commercials. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they are. I I also
0: learned a little bit about how lax the security is at the Game Awards, but that's a separate thing. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go over everything that happened at the Game Awards 2022. It's probably going to be the vast majority of today's episode because there were a lot of announcements, a lot of big trailers, a lot of games debuted in the midst of all the other stuff that we've kind of hinted at here over the last couple of minutes. Um, A couple other things to note. So as I said, this is the last regular episode of Game Face. Um, and then we have our Game of the Year awards on Friday. And then that's it for our live streaming for the year. However, we will have content flowing through our Patreon, flowing through Sifted.net during the break. I still don't have my flights home um, because the flights are insanely expensive. One way, $500 right now to get to the East Coast. One way. Ugh. That's insane. I've spent a little used more. used to be what
1: it cost to get to Tokyo one way.
0: Well, I spent a little more than that, um, like a month and a half ago, to go to Greece. Mm-hmm and I bet you I can probably find tickets to Greece cheaper than I can find them to the east coast right now as I've said before because
1: they know a lot more people need to go to the east coast right now
0: yeah as I've said before just open the door and give me a parachute and I'll just jump out right (laughs) over Pennsylvania and they can keep going on the way to Europe (laughs) but unfortunately they won't let you do that so um, I do not know when I'm leaving yet I'm trying to get out of here like the 20th or the 19th or something like that Uh, but before I go we'll have everything set up we'll have content running through our Patreon running through sifted.net so you guys will have stuff to check out. Um, also, keep your eyes peeled um, over the next day or so. We're going to put a call out for ask Shane questions. For ask Shane anything. Uh, that's something that I will use to supplement the days where Game Face isn't live over the holiday break. So while we are going on break and we will be away, um, we will, will be giving you guys content and uh, just kind of keeping you company throughout the holiday break. Um, what are you doing for holidays, Matt? Uh, usual Christmas stuff. Yeah. Just they going up be. north to your see your family. Probably. How long do you think you're going to be away? No idea. Yeah. Until you get tired of hanging around with the family. <laughs> That's usually how it works for me. Last year, I ended up staying on the East Coast for like three weeks because I got stuck there. There was like bad weather here on the West Coast and the flights were like outrageous or you couldn't get flights at all. Um, usually about a week in central Pennsylvania and I'm good. <laughs> Met, Catch up with all the friends, catch up with all the family, do the Christmas thing. And then after that, I'm just kind of sitting there like, okay, now what? So Mm -hmm. it reminds me why I left Central Pennsylvania, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, for Philadelphia many, many years ago. So um, anyway, hope you guys all have exciting plans for the holidays. And uh, you're going to be able to also catch up with friends and family and have a great holiday season. But we're still here to cap off 2022 in style. And I guess we might as well just get into it because we have a lot to talk about with the Game Awards 2022. We're going to... We're going to tackle this in segments. So first, we're going to talk about the show in general. Then we're going to talk about the awards. Then we're going to talk about the reveals. And then Matt and I will deliver an overall letter grade for the Game Awards 2022. So let's talk about the show in general, Matt. As you can see, the lower third there says Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. And people may be wondering why that would be, Matt. Maybe you would like to provide a synopsis of what happened during the show. Uh, well, at the very end, when uh, Elden Ring won Game of the Year, the From guys
1: went up to the uh, stage, and with them was this weird-looking kid who, like, didn't seem like he belonged there. Like, it was something. He was kind of lurking, and uh, then uh, they gave their speeches and acceptance. Then, at the very end, the kid jumps up to the microphone and says, um, "I'd like to think he something like I'd like to dedicate this <laughs> award to my reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton."
0: Here he goes. Like, I would like to nominate.
1: Bill Clinton. No, deb- dedicate this award to my reformed Orthodox, Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. That was that was what he said, which is probably some kind of anti-Semitic dog whistle.
0: I just thought it was um, hilarious and so random, but I guess I, I, ultimately there's something weird, there's something going going on weird on about it.
1: Yeah. And the kid's been on Infowars. He's been oh. on a bunch of weird things. Like, he, like he, it's a, he's he's not your average like kid ran up and did something weird thing. He's been he's been places.
0: Well, it was weird um, because. The show cut away after From Software had finished its and they acceptance speech, and, and they it kept pulled them, they away. Kept the mic on, and then the kid stepped bizarre. up and starts talking, and then they cut back, and he got screen time. It was crazy. <laughs> it's so bizarre.
1: And they arrested him.
0: Yeah, they arrested um, him.
1: As Jeff Jeff tweeted. Yeah. Um. Very weird.
0: Yeah. Very bizarre. And I don't think we'll ever see the Game Awards handled in the same way again. No,
1: I, I feel like it's secure to be a little tighter. You're gonna have to tell. People like you're gonna have to say who's going up for the awards if you win. Yeah. Um There's gonna be security by the stage now. Yeah. Which there hasn't ever been. There. Might, uh, yeah. I mean, you could see security running in yeah. at the end there, but they were clearly not. At they were the off, stage. off the stage. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't a stunt, sneaky. Well, it was a stunt. It, he, the kid was pulling a stunt, but it wasn't planned by the oh, show. Oh, he thinks
0: it was like no, no. It wasn't some kind of thing to drive interest in the show. Let's not go down conspiracy theory avenue here. This is game face. <laughs> I, I like yeah. to think us and our audience are rational here. Let's not go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy. But they're theories. lucky that like it wasn't. It could have been worse. Yeah, lucky he didn't have a gun or a knife. Because now you or wonder something. he's gonna. GF is gonna have to make changes to the show to make the people feel safe. Yeah. That kid. Probably not first just of all, giving that, away tickets this time. Yeah. Here, like, that, first of all, that kid was really smart because you could see him coming down the, a different aisle from from software, and he merged with them at the exact time that they went up on stage. Like, he was very, very good at Mm -hmm. getting up there. And I remember, so we curate during the Game Awards, and it is just madness. I mean, we are creating game pages, grabbing screenshots of games to create the game pages, creating box art for each game to create the game page before we can actually... Add the trailer to the website. It's just madness. So you're multitasking. Like I'm literally like I have one window open with the show. I have like five other windows open with curation and like Photoshop and all these other programs I'm using. And so I saw the kid standing there, and I was like, "Wow, that kid's awful young to be working mm-hmm. with From Software on Elden Ring." I was and, like, "Was he a voice actor?" Or something? Yeah. Like, you know, and I was like, like, and so I just said whatever, and I just got head down, kept working. And then when it was over, I just went. I just turn the page. Because I was exhausted. It's like four hours of like just constant like just insanity. And so it was over. And I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna go sit on the couch and chill. I didn't even know about this dude, this kid, until the next day. When my wife said, Hey, what happened on the Game Awards last night? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, Oh, some random kid just walked up on stage and gave an acceptance speech, and then the dots connected. I was like, Oh my god, it was that kid. And sure enough, it was that kid. Mm -hmm. But this is they're going to have to change everything about the Game Awards now. They have to make sure that the industry feels safe going to the show. Like, dude, he could have stabbed Pete. He could have done anything up there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a crazy way to end end the show, to say the least. And we probably should have saved that for the end of the actual show discussion. But let's get into the actual nuts and bolts of the show. As far as the production is concerned, it seems like... First of all, the whole show is thrown into disarray from the very beginning because the first award, when the God of War's voice actor won his award, he ended up, his acceptance speech was like 12 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Like they started playing the get your ass off stage music and he stayed up there for another five minutes. Yeah, because
1: he knows they're not going to do anything to him.
0: Yeah, they needed the hook from like the gong show. Do you remember that show, the gong show? Mm. They gong you and they pull you off stage with a hook. (laughs) That's old
1: vaudeville. Also- (laughs) I just reminded me of seeing the full shot of, of Jeff there. I guess like giant shoes are the style now. Is that? Are like, they? Everybody had giant shoes. Everyone was wearing like Kingdom Hearts shoes in this. Like, oh, really?
0: Did I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, everyone's got <laughs> giant shoes now. <laughs> well, so it started with that. And then the whole rest, there's actually foreshadowing to game of the year. It's funny. If you go back and watch this when it's over, you start to realize that they're hinting at stuff the whole way through. Um, but anyway, after that, his acceptance speech it screwed the whole show so the whole rest of the show jeff is scrambling trying to get the show back to time every rap he's like i hope this next guy doesn't talk too long it became awkward
1: yeah and i i felt like to me it felt like the um the some of the musical performances were abbreviated yep it seemed like they were cut short and like considering that's one of the only things that jeff would have direct control over the length of it mm-hmm. feels like maybe they cut some of those down yep to get the time back we were um, talking
0: about this before. Especially the, sh- the Diablo one felt like it could have gone agreed. longer than that. Yep. We were talking about this before we went, we went live, but I, I felt for Jeff because I have been doing this show before and have somebody running the TriCaster. And as the host, I'm sitting there watching things go wrong, but I'm hosting the show. Mm-hmm. And so it's very hard to try, if you're the, the leader of the show, to try to get the show back on the rails while you are hosting the show. And so I felt for him at certain points. I was like, "Oh, this is awful." But he should have found better ways yeah.
1: to. Well, the chat saying that Bosman said that because he was working on the show, he said that uh, Chris Judge going long wasn't a problem for Jeff because apparently most of the presenters weren't there yet. Oh. Were running late. So I don't believe it, that
0: it because made- Jeff said it the whole episode, the whole rest of the show. Mm-hmm. We're behind. Hope this guy doesn't talk very long. I was like, behind what? Your streaming show—it's like, not on cares? TV, yeah. I know—but he wanted to get it right to time, and he ultimately did get it right to yeah, time. Hit the three and a half hour mark <laughs> <so>. <laughs> to time
1: the three and a half hour. I mark. mean, he wanted it, clearly he wanted it over to eight.
0: Yeah, it was. yeah. I mean, it could be contracts that he has with the venue. There's all kinds of stuff involved with that. So. Um, his scramble that existed for the rest of the show, like, every time he did intro something, I hope they don't take too long, I hope they keep it brief, I hope they, like, it I became uncomfortable. I wasn't,
1: I wasn't sure if that was actually referencing the time of the show, or if he was just, that was the only joke he had. Like, he was trying to make it a running gag
0: mm. about
1: about how long... Didn't seem like a joke. joke to me, but... I mean, it did not seem like a joke to me in the sense that that's not how I delivered if
0: I was trying to deliver a joke, but this is Jeff we're talking about. <laughs> he's not a comedian, that's no, for sure. No, he's not. <laughs> Eric Cartmanis, they were on L.A. time, Shane. <laughs> Xbox had no presence. Also, if like... Um, Here we go. Here we go with if, the angry fanboys. If Judge had just, like, you know,
1: not paused constantly, it would have been about half the time.
0: You're right. Yeah. Uh, before we get going too much further into this, I do want to thank people who got uh, twi- got us Twitch Prime to start the show, because there's a bunch of you guys and we appreciate it because we are. Um, well, somebody's getting auto modded. Sneaky must have typed something. Uh, we really rely on it f- uh, to to help us with our revenue, and so I want to thank you guys when you actually do. Um, and where are they? I know I saw them. Oh, here we go. A.A. A Lateralis, thank you. Wampler thirteen, thank you for Twitch Prime. Andy T Monahan, thank you for subscribing. Lazily Digilant. Nexus six baddie, thank you. One super master gamer, thank you. Sure, F, thank you. Are uh, there any more? I think that's it. Mm, okay, yeah, I think that's it. What do you think about the rest of the show, Matt? Do you think it was a good mix? All right. Yeah? Yeah, I mean. He finally got Animal on stage, as you can see here. Something he had been talking about for like three years. Yeah, I mean, he's been building to some Muppet thing for a long time. <laughs> he really has. He finally got the payoff. It was kind of funny. It was all right. Seemed like there was more awards announced on the actual show.
1: I don't think so. Maybe one. So I cut the one. log. They still announced RPG as a fucking list, like with no react. I mean, it was ridiculous. Again,
0: ridiculous. I just felt like the whole rest of the show. He was just. I mean, he was like speed reading like the micro machines guy through well, that's, almost. I mean, everything. that's
1: how he always does that though. Like that's that, the, the, no.
0: those No, he's are, a good presenter, man. He could speak slowly and clearly. No,
1: the the awards that are given out just as like a list, a, a list, and then an award winning. Like that's always how they read those. That's and always whatever. how it's been. Presented. I don't agree with that, but. I, I didn't see the speeding through this thing that you seem to have seen here. I thought he was making a lame joke about how long. Oh, he he went. brought it
0: up every rap that they, they were behind time, that they need to make up time, that they, I hope this guy doesn't talk too long. Yeah, but that's
1: also just like a like, that's like been the running gag in the Oscars for like all the t- years we were growing up watching. You know, maybe you were watching the Oscars.
0: Yeah, but Matt, they started playing the music for this guy, and he stayed up there for another five minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's so it's obvious okay. that he went over time.
0: Right, they're not making it up as a gag i think he was though i don't think it was that big a deal i'd completely disagree well <laughs> a million times disagree. Well, unless
1: kyle bosman is lying to everybody i guess we'll have to disagree on that because i just didn't get that sense from it other than like jeff's normal sort of j- nervous energy about like how the show is going yeah um they had enough time to let that kid do the bill clinton line at the end <laughs> unless they, they were going away to credits or whatever like, You know, and I mean, the same thing happened in the pre-show that that poor girl they put up there every year, who this year looked like she was dressed. (laughs) She was being—they <laughs> yeah. dressed her like, like she was being consumed by a deranged muppet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to describe her dress. And like, and she, she used to work at IGN, didn't she?
1: I think so. I don't, I don't remember who. She, <laughs> she's there every year, yeah, and she you know does all the intro stuff and does all the. You and know, she's things. good, I think. She just lists all the you know just same thing as in the show. You lists all the most. I mean, mostly the streaming stuff and a lot of the influencer stuff, which you know who cares. And I do think it's funny that a lot of times when the influencer stuff or, like, the, you know, the best streamer things come up, they don't even read the nominees. Yeah. Cause <laughs> no one wants to try to pronounce the names, you know? Because they're all, they're like... all numbers and, and shit. Yeah. But, like, no, she did the usual thing. I mean, she does the same the same thing. It's like, it's, like, it's like, nominees for best... Blah, 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 are... And the game award goes to, it's just like, it's like, go, 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 get get through it. Who cares about the awards? Go, next trailer, next trailer. It's just the same thing. It's just, if you ever want these things to be taken seriously as awards, you have to take your own award seriously. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. You have to find space to give out all the major awards on the fucking stage, including best RPG for God's sake. Why has that never been presented on I mean, stage? I mean,
0: first of all, I, I do disagree because last year they would put the awards in bumps. Pre pre produced bumps that would they'd send a commercial, they'd be like, Okay, going to pay the bills or whatever. They'd have a little pre produced video that would have, like, very quickly, you could even mm. read them the awards. Okay. This one, they at least took the time to read the nominees and the winners for almost every award. Again, I have a log of this show here, I can go through them all. I mean, they literally announced almost every award. On the show, I where mean, somebody they've, they've, actually said was, the name of the award, the nominees, <laughs> and the winner. I mean, what? I know that's you're, not, al- you're almost at the lowest bar. I get yeah. that, but they, it is better than yeah, it was Yeah, they, are,
1: they are slowly improving to the point that they might almost be considered an <laughs> award show one day. It's not. Yeah, it's not like when they give somebody an award, now they just announce the yeah. two other categories they won that we're not going to mention again for the rest of the show. Yeah, it's improved. It's not good yet. Well, Tiny
0: Blip in History says, yeah, I like trailers. The, uh, like The trailers move so fast, less ads. There are ads. Trailers that's, are yeah. ads, Blip. They have ad breaks. Blip They're in just history, more trailers. they are ads.
1: Like like Jeff tosses to ad breaks. They're just trailers for stuff that's It's out. the
0: same thing.
1: It's, it's, it's impossible to tell the difference between the show and the commercial break. That's the thing.
0: It is funny. And like the pre-show, the 30-minute pre-show, they actually did keep some pretty big stuff for that. Um, but still, it's 30 minutes long and it's like...
1: I don't understand the point of the pre-show. I don't either. Other than getting money. some, some minor awards out of the way, I guess. Yeah, but why not just have it be part of the main show? I don't get it or, either. like, I mean, if there's a pre-show for another awards show, it's because you're doing, like, a red carpet, like, talk to the celebrities thing. And this is just sort of like more trailers. I don't,
0: it could be a case where they that have,
1: had one, they also actually the first thing they ran was one of the best things all night, which was the the Dead Cells Castlevania all thing. Right. I'm like, that's cool that they're going to yeah. do that. They kept
0: a couple Castlevania, things Castlevania not pre-show. dead yet. Yeah, still, <laughs> slightly <laughs> hanging on. Thanks to other publishers and developers. Yeah, it's funny, um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I think overall the the show is a better mix. I think it's still too long, so they chopped it down significantly. It's still yeah. way too long. Well, that's the
1: thing about it's like oh, it's too long. So... Like, everyone's like, oh, we're trying to get the, trying to get it down, trying to get, like...
0: It's all trailers. Just run less yeah. ads. Like, or just we're, like, run less trailers for small yeah. indie games that people don't yeah, care just, about.
1: Just cut a bunch of trailers out that we wouldn't care about, really, yeah. if we're honest. Like, it's yeah. a bunch of stuff in there no one's ever going to remember. Yeah. Like... That that the show is as long as you want it to be. It's not. Like, it's not like the Oscars where it's as long as it is because people, you know, the things that happen and this gets delayed and then this takes a while and the ad break doesn't come back in time and the the host goes long and the opening monologue and the and the the acceptance speeches all go too long. Like that's why the Oscars are too long all the time. Yeah. This is as long as you want it to be when you pro- you know how long the trailers are. Like yeah. you know exactly how long this is outside of like four acceptance
0: speeches. Yeah. And that was really all there were. Yeah. And that still sent the show into disarray. It's just. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. You're right, though. There's really four X factors in the entire show where something could go wrong or somebody could go long or they could go short, which is also a problem. When I I say that the only thing he has real control over
1: time wise is the musical acts. I mean, it's because the trailers are all a set. Yeah. You know exactly how long you can't cut those down. The only thing you can accordion are the musical. acts. Yeah. Yeah. yep.
0: (laughs) It's pretty crazy, but it's still way too long. Like this show should be ninety minutes to two hours max.
1: Yeah, I could. I think two hours plus the pre-show
0: is fine. It's fine, and I, I would say too with the pre-show. I think what they what they're doing with the pre-show is they're creating a soft launch for the show. They're creating yes. like a thirty minute buffer to get people in there before things realize start. it's
1: on and right unfind find it because holy right. shit! You put the here, here's
0: one thing I I
1: do think. Calling it something as generic as the Game Awards is a real search engine optimization problem. Like, when I put the Game Awards in on Twitch or YouTube to watch the stream, I get 4,000 yeah. rando channels streaming it with reactions. Yeah. And finding the actual Game Awards right. channel takes, like, four pages of scrolling. <laughs> YouTube ridiculous. is way
0: better at stuff like that, at promoting that stuff. It doesn't mm-hmm. Things don't get lost. Um, but, look, I'll show you guys here. Um, so I kept a log of the entire show, and it is one, two, three, three full pages. And you can see literally everything that happened in the show. I put put down a note. And so on this second page here, which is just a ton of stuff, we just bolded the stuff that we're gonna talk about, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven lines out of this entire log are things we're actually going to discuss. So when somebody may say, Well, what do you cut out of the show? All of the other stuff that isn't bolded, cut it out. Mm-hmm. Look, we are hardcore gamers, not just hardcore gamers, the hardest of the hardcore. And if there's stuff in this show that's having me glaze over and yawn, and actually, when I was curating this stuff for the show, I'd be like, Thank God that there's this game that no one cares about on the screen right now. It'll give me time to catch up and actually create that game page for Judas or some other game that people actually cared about. This show could be chopped down significantly. I'm not saying like chop out all the indie stuff or all the B-grade stuff, but chop out like 90% of it. Yeah, get rid of it. People don't care. People do not care. You think about the- that's what makes it three hours. Right. So what are you complaining about? Yeah, get rid of it. Look, he's he's paying us a visit. She just hopped right up on the desk. That's awesome. You can't see her, unfortunately. She's off camera. Here she comes. She's become a lot more friendly over time. No, you can't really see her, unfortunately. She's just going to chill there. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, So anyway, um, they could chop a metric ton out of this show, and nobody will care. Even most of you will not care. And again, you are the hardest of the hardcore gamers and there are according to jeff 85 million people watching this they are not the hardest of the hardcore gamers we make up maybe one percent of the people watching the game awards so i think matt it really just comes down to money i think a lot of these publishers are paying jeff to put their stuff in the show i mean that's the balance is
1: like everybody's you know paying a fee to be part of the thing and so you needed to you, you need to have a certain number of ad breaks to pay for the show in the first place. So
0: I think some of the stuff in the
1: show is paid.
0: That's possible. I yeah. really believe that. Why else would you put some of this stuff in here? Like it makes no right. sense.
1: Well, because like the only other explanation there is like, well, we need to fill the time. But you say you're, it's it's too long. So why are yeah. you filling the Who, time with? Would stuff
0: anybody cr- shed a tear of Dune Awakening? Wasn't in there?
1: No. I, I mean, forgot about that until you just said.
0: What st- about the Baldur's Gate three release date?
1: Oh, or, I, I want I, that was important
0: to me. Or Wayfinder, but again, we're the hardest of the hardcore. Wayfinder, right, but, right, Fire Emblem, Engage expansion DLC. You, you can't try to
1: like not program for the hardcore because they're the only ones who are definitely going to watch this. <laughs> that, they're, the one, I mean, they're the ones watching the whole thing. Like, you got to cater to that at least a
0: little bit, sure. But the whole show, Baldur's Gate Three is going to be a nominee a bunch next year too. It will so be. it's better to. You you're, to be. you're just, but you're just point. I literally just read something off the sheet in the middle of the sheet. You're and you're harping on it. That's not. You're missing the whole point. The show is loaded with crap like this that most people do not give right, two but, shits about. Right. But like, that's that's what I said in the first place about how they they
1: they. It's three hours, but it's three hours because of what they put in it. That's it. You're saying the same You're thing bloated. I did. Bloated. You're just picking Baldur's Gate. 3, Company which of Heroes be one of the three console
0: things? edition. Anybody gonna miss that? No. Meet your baker. Anybody gonna miss that? No. I mean, I can go on and on. It's just one thing after another. It's like, why is it in the show? And it, it, well, when company, you can't figure out why something happens, it's almost always money. Well, I know money. why Company
1: Heroes 3 was in there, because they had never mentioned a console edition before, and they wanted people to know it
0: existed. No, I get that, Matt, but nobody cares. The people watching this show do not care sure that they do. Company of Heroes 3 has come into consoles. Oh, maybe. Like, it, 1% I mean, it, of the people who come to Sifted every day care about that. Also, and again, also, wasn't that hardest to the hardcore. Also, court.
1: wasn't that just a commercial? What? A company, I thought Company of Heroes was a commercial. I don't think so. Commercial. But again, it's hard to tell. whether It is it. hard to tell, but like... <laughs> You know, I don't give a shit about Genshin Impact either, but I think yeah. they were paying for half the show. So, like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, yeah. like, I'm saying, like, cut, like, the weirdo indie shit that no one's ever heard of and will never hear of again and may or may not come out. Like, yeah. I wouldn't cut Company Heroes 3 out. That's an actual major AAA game. Uh, it's not. It is. It's
0: not at all. That game may be as lucky as sell a million copies on PC. Like, it's not a big game. It's not. Again, our audience struggles to put themselves in the shoes of other people. They think everything needs to be made exactly for them. And if it's not, it's a failure. And that's not how things work. The vast majority of people are not like us. They're not. We well, are freaks of nature. Right, but th- we're the ones watching this show. We're not. If there's 85 million people there watching it. There are not it, 85 million well, people watching whatever. the Game
1: Awards. Come on.
0: If there's 10 million people, 2 million of those people it, are like that. Well, us.
1: is it E3 or not E3? Because E3 should program to people like us and care about whoever else they get in no. the net.
0: No. What we said about E3 all along is that it reaches beyond us, and that's why it's important. It goes on USA Today and CNN and all yeah, these Yeah,
1: but ma- it still covers all the major shit that like, people like us care about. Like... You don't see crap
0: like this in the big three press conferences. Is my oh, you'd point. absolutely see something like... Like Carl. one. Yeah. You'd see like one you're, of them, not dozens of them. I mean, you'd only see... Well, yeah, but like
1: you're picking out Baldur's Gate and, and Company I Heroes? I didn't pick that out.
0: It just was the thing on the page, Matt. Stop fixating on that game. But there I'm there making ex- a broader point And you keep going back to that one example. Uh, wow, I really fucked up choosing that game out of the 80 on here. Yeah. I mean, dude, focus on what we're talking about. It's not about one game. It's about the rundown of this that's like four fucking hours long. Well,
1: it was three hours. Or
0: whatever. Long. That's what I'm getting at. It's not about one thing that you keep harping on. Right, but you're just saying the same thing I already said. Then like, why are you arguing with me? Because your examples suck. <laughs> because what? Your examples suck. I didn't. I just ripped off six other ones that should have never been in there. Yeah, but I, but I can't you remember. You keep going what those... back
1: to the one. Yeah, but I can't remember what those are because those were correct examples.
0: Okay. Anyway, the show should be shorter. We can agree on that. It still needs to be way shorter. Oh, outside than three of some hours.
1: monetary reason for it to be 3 hours, I don't see why it couldn't be 2 hours.
0: Yes. Um that's the biggest thing it needs to change. And I know that they did budge in that direction and the show was shorter this year and it was smart to do that. I can't even re- it's hard for me to even remember how disgusted I must have been last year when it got to like 3 hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> it still had 40 minutes to go. Like like I got to like 2 hours and 20 minutes this time and I was like, "Oh god, this needs to end." And I love games too much. I'm obsessed with video games. And after 2 hours and like 20 minutes, I was like, "Get me out of here." Like I don't know. I again, but there's
1: a there's a situation where that can sustain like, you know, we watch E3 coverage longer than that. But like Part of the reason this is hard to watch is cuz it's just the same tone constantly. It's yeah. just it's just ads over and over again. And I'm not saying you should add in developer interviews or anything like that. It's, a, yeah. it's just you can only do this so long before it just becomes noise. Yep. And I think somewhere around the beginning of hour 3, it just becomes noise. It really did. Yep. And I think that's always been true of it. Yeah. I think it's become noise later every year. Yeah. But <laughs> like they've slowly pieced something bigger together, but like there's only so far you can go until you're just watching another trailer, another trailer, another trailer. I mean, I, they, you know, then you see some self-awareness, and it no longer they no longer say world premiere. Oh yeah, oh,
0: yeah you're did. right. They did cut all that out. Oh, they They that. had they, the
1: graphic. They stopped the the world premiere V.O. years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. They stopped because the it became a meme. Because yeah. it, made, it was, <laughs> yeah, you know, he is responsive to that. Like he, does, yeah. you know, it, it just a little. There's it's, it's, there's a little overbearingness to it, mm-hmm. and it's always going to have a little bit of that because award shows are pompous by their by their nature. But also, some award shows can get away with a little pomposity because the awards matter.
0: Yeah, they matter, or yeah. they're just delivering in some other way. Yeah, and they're like, trying to they're trying to be fun, but like the Grammys. I don't really care who wins. I watch the Grammys to watch the performances. Yeah, nobody
1: cares who wins the
0: Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> but I watch the performances are amazing. They're generally some of the best live performances yeah. from the year. And like look, the live performances in the,
1: in this show are usually really they good are. too. Yeah. Like the music is probably the, the 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 symphony orchestra and some of the musical performances outside of Imagine Dragons are probably some <laughs> of the things that like almost everyone can agree are pretty cool. Yeah. Um are they a reason to watch the show? Not really. You can watch them on YouTube later. But yeah. like, but they're generally good. Like the one, the one flute guy who was super into everything. Like he was a big, he was fun. Like watching the symphony sections. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's there's not much more to it than that in terms of like kind of that self, you know. Because the, well, there were what three or four musical performances. I think there were three. So that's one per hour. There was like the God of War choir thingy singy thing there was the game there of was the year stuff game of the year stuff and there was the diablo the Diablo four with
0: that artist that everyone knew but me and that was it i think I, I, if there's another one i can't remember so that's one musical performance per hour roughly and that's not enough to mix things up to your point about it all becoming kind of like monotone and white noise mm. you're right like it just settles into this groove and just stays there yeah
1: but you, we know for a fact that people will watch way more Gaming content than that all at once, both in terms of Twitch stuff and in yeah. terms of like just E3 coverage during those three days. But no one would watch this for twelve hours because it's just it. Just shoot me. At a certain point, it's just stop. It's just stop. Yeah. Like anything different. Like the and there's just you know there's the artificiality of it. There's the there's the weird like you know, you know like Jeff does come off as like sort of an old school smarmy game show host sometimes. Yeah. It's just like hey, hey. I guess it's like. It's like <laughs> It's like, a, it's like a lounge singer element
0: to it that yeah. almost happens after a while. And, like, um... I mean, we talked last year about how maybe it's time for Jeff to pass the torch let somebody else host it. And I feel like this year that came to bear because things went wrong at the beginning. And as I said earlier, he's like, you're trying to fix it while you're the host of the show. It's mm-hmm. impossible. Like... And he's not, like,
1: you know... He's not a host who can roll with it, sort of improv. Like I said, improv with funny jokes. Like I do think that you know he's got people behind the scenes handling shit. Mm -hmm. But I think you know I think the the references to how long the speeches were going to be. I think that was his idea of a joke, at least to some. Even if it was also a hint that you shouldn't talk ten minutes when you win best narrative, I think it was also a joke. And. Not exactly Billy Crystal material.
0: No, you know? like it's it's, it's definitely it's didn't get a laugh out of me. A host, it's like man, you're scrambling, you're in trouble. <laughs> a host at the Oscars,
1: you know, has to kind of you know be be able to work on their feet that way. Yeah, and sometimes that blows up in your face. To be fair, well, like. I
0: think a lot of it too depends on if you've worked in a live show environment or right. if you've worked on in a big award show before, and you realize how one domino that doesn't fall the way it's supposed to has repercussions throughout the whole rest of the show. So um, I felt uncomfortable having worked in production on shows like this. I was like, oh, no. And then he just kept harping on it over and over. I'm like, let it go, dude. We get it. He talked too long. It's OK. Like, you'll probably be able to figure it out. And he did ultimately figure it out. So it was all consternation for nothing. Um, let's I mean, talk about. Clearly, they saved five minutes somewhere. Yeah. In there.
1: I mean, I'm sure they planned. Probably like he said. For him in the to talk for a while. Yeah. Because you know he go, you know Christopher Judge talked for and a long time last time. He and did. He's, yeah. he's a very impressionist, impression, impressioning speak. I don't know. I lost the word there. Charismatic. But, yeah. Well, I stopped paying attention after about five minutes. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, he, what he had to say was so important and beautiful. I'm like, sure, but like, get on with it. Yeah. Like, presentation matters. <laughs> presentation matters, and I was very over. It was it too at long. Yeah. Well,
0: and that's how you start the show.
1: Yeah. I mean to be fair, <laughs> that was probably intentional cuz at least if you put that first you know how far behind you are. That's true. If you put you that at the end for the
0: rest of the time. You're all you're done <laughs> like, you can't save That's any more good, time. That is
1: a good point. Yep. Like I think he knew that was going to happen. Maybe he didn't know it was going to be that bad. You know, seven minutes of Al Pacino not being able to read the teleprompter. Clearly, the teleprompter needs to be bigger yes. next year yeah. because both Pacino so a couple and Roberta Williams and some... I'll tell me, look, if you're going to be inviting people older than me yeah. to, to read the teleprompter on stage, that teleprompter's got to be those big, giant panels, panels not the yeah. thing on the camera. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. Yep. He, know, he knows that. He know, come on. He should. Yep. Uh, so that's the show. Let's talk about the awards, Matt. Really no surprises in the awards. In fact, Matt and I predicted the award winners for, was it like six categories or five categories last I week? It was four. Yeah, there I weren't that many, but we predicted the winners and we got them well, all right. we picked
1: the big ones that were almost, except for RPG, which we yeah. really thought was going to be on stage this time, but wasn't. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess the ultimate result of that would just have been the the from guys talking twice. So yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but yeah. like,
0: that's, that's awards. Yep. Um. So Matt and I got them all right. He said, for he and I split on best narrative. I said it was going to be God of War. He said Elden Ring and God of War did win that one. But otherwise, we were... Unified and we were right in pretty much all of them. So there were really like no big surprises. I didn't think like there's no award where I was like what like that doesn't make any sense. Mm. There was a lot of the okay this game is going to win this, so this other game is going to win that. I don't know if that was orchestrated or not. Maybe it just worked out that way. But there was a good I don't bit know of how that. Secret Everybody seemed to win. I guess is what I'm getting at. I don't know Something. how
1: secret the the winners are. Yeah, you know I mean I, like you know the, like the most award shows like the winners are held in super secrecy from everybody. I don't know how secret these are, if nobody knows until they open the envelope or if Jeff knows all the winners or like what? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I thought overall the awards were good. Like, there's nothing that I really objected to. I was like, that doesn't make sense or that seems weird or anything like that. Like, I thought they all made at least sense. And that's all you can really ask for from an award show where the awards are being given by a committee of 30 or 40 people. Is that you just, as long as you're not offended by the the nominees and the winners, I think that's all you can really ask for.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. Some of the nominees are questionable, but like, I don't mm-hmm. think any of the any of the winners were particularly. Yeah, nothing stood out for me. Like, I know people were like, "like Oh, Horizon got snubbed." I'm like, "Did you think Horizon had a shot?" Against it did any get of snubbed. This? Like, but. God of War. But also, I—I I mean, I loved Horizon Forbidden West. But Me like, too. I didn't see anything that it didn't win that the thing that one didn't deserve over yeah. Horizon Horizon Forbidden West. You know, it's just, i think this year I Horizon's spent- got to come out in a in a year where it doesn't get it doesn't get smashed by an open world game yeah. a week later. Yep. Zelda and then Elden Ring, and then isn't up against God of War later. Like it's just, yeah. it, it's it, like it was just it it had the double whammy of like. It came out, like, within the same month as Elden Ring and got buried in terms of, like, just, like, mindshare. And then on top of that, uh, like, the the biggest imaginable PlayStation exclusive outside of maybe Last of Us 3 came out. Late at year. the end of the year, yeah. and that's what everybody was thinking about when they went for, for, to vote for these things. Yeah. So you know there is a pro- maybe some some recency bias there. There is, but I'm sure like, there is.
0: But like, look, I played Horizon Forbidden West more than any other game this year, mm-hmm. as far as the hours that I dedicated to the game. So obviously yeah. I'm a big fan of it. And I really enjoyed sure. it. I just I didn't expect it to win anything that night. And, and sure I don't enough, feel it like didn't. it got ripped off. No, like after watching the show, there was no point where I was like Horizon should have won that. Like I'm
1: just happy it got nominated for a bunch yeah. of shit. Yeah. I, I was worried it would get forgotten entirely. It did seem
0: like. God of War won a lot of the individual awards, and then Elden Ring mm-hmm. won the big one—the Game of the Year award. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, you know, That, but like that, I said, everybody managed to win somehow. Yeah, but I get you know, like the could it have you been organic? Maybe you were not. I don't know. I'm not going to say.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, I saw some people complain that they don't think Elden Ring was an RPG. At least not in the same way that, like, the other RPGs. What is an RPG, then? I mean, at this point, (laughs) it seems to just
0: be, do you have stats? You're an RPG. Well, to me, an RPG is, like, if you have control over your character and how the character progresses. That's an RPG to me. Um, A lot of people, it seems like if you don't create your own character from scratch, that seems to be the definitive line. But then if you go back and look at the the SNES RPGs like you couldn't do that in any of them I mean so. by that definition Final Fantasy 7 is not an RPG right so that doesn't work. Uh, I can't figure out what people think are RPGs anymore I mean often it involves like
1: more you know but none of it really works it's like it's like oh well, you should have more choice in playing a role in the story again you've disqualified almost every JRPG at yeah. that point or you know it's stats and 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 character stat points and stuff okay well uh there's a bunch of RPGs. Almost that don't every have that. action adventure does that now. Yeah, and it's like not only there's both ways. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. you know, do I have a lot of stat point control in like Tales of Arise? Not Yeah, it's really. like what's the
0: line there? Yeah. Like, how it's, many stats do I have to have that so I can complete before it's an at, RPG. <laughs> RPG at this point
1: generally seems to mean, you know, story heavy, character driven big adventure with stat points and and hit points. Yeah. You know, like. But then again, but then like Elden Ring kind of isn't that because the storyline isn't really either very important unless you're right. looking for it. Yeah. Um, but it's very hard to not call. It's an Souls RPG. Games an Elden action RPG Ring is an RPG. I don't care what it is. Because you have said. so much control over the character growth. Yeah. But also that kind of comes down to like the difference between Western RPGs and, 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 you know, Japanese RPGs, where Japanese RPGs have always been more of a. Uh, wizardry inspired kind of, you know, storyline thing. And Western RPGs tend to be more like take this character and build him up into a series of numbers and then you can hit the bird harder kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a very different philosophy. But I it think it make, everything. But you can't split it because then yeah. Elden Ring, is that a Western RPG? Because it is very inspired <laughs> yeah. by Western RPG stuff, yeah. but it's made in Japan. So is it, but then like is CrossCode a JRPG? Because yeah. that wasn't made in Japan, but it does use the JRPG. Trope, it's it's a very weird category and the RPG definition has gotten so broad. It's sort of like the action, action adventure categories in this, where they sort of like just sort of split them up into what they thought might be a good
0: mix. Like it's I think what's happened is that almost every game now has some RPG elements. And so mm. people Instead of being like, everything's an RPG, which it kind of is now, people are rebelling and saying now they want to create these delineations and say, well, that's an RPG and that's Mm -hmm. not an RPG. When the truth is, they all are. Like, they're all just now, almost every genre now incorporates some kind of leveling, some kind of hit points, some kind of experience points where you can level up your character. It's just the RPG genre has invaded every other genre. I mean,
1: technically in Pong, you play the role of a paddle
0: yeah I mean if you really want to get down to it, it's true. yeah
1: like yeah you know, and and at this point, you know sometimes it seems like people just consider an RPG like well, if I got really attached to the character or the characters, that's an RPG. Yeah, and it's like I, <laughs> no. Okay, like, I mean that, but that then an adventure game could be an RPG. Yeah, a lot of people can you know people I've seen people call Zelda an RPG. Yeah, I wouldn't call it that. It's an action adventure to me, Yeah. So anyway, everything's getting blurry. And sometimes it be, you know back in the old days it was like perspective stuff. It's like oh Zelda's clearly an RPG because it's a top down right, sort of three quarter right. thing the way Final <laughs> Fantasy. is. You're
0: right. It's so evolved it, over time. It's very.
1: Yeah. It's hard to pin yeah. down. Yep. yep. And and we'll be doing it, it on Friday when we do our own Game of the Year awards. And in this this particular year, I think you had issues where like. That RPG category was a lot of games that are hard to compare to each other, mm-hmm. especially with Elden Ring yeah, in the it's mix. True. The only inclusion in, in any of those that I really had an issue with is Sifu being nominated for fighting game, which is
0: ridiculous. Yeah, that's absurd. Yep. that's not what a fighting game. Agreed. is. Agreed. Uh, so I think in general, like the awards were fine. Like I didn't really. There was nothing that really rankled me where I was like, that doesn't make sense. That shouldn't have won, or that shouldn't have been nominated. Like I think overall, the editorial committee did a pretty good job in delivering the actual awards. Now. Let's get to why. But they really should consider every every
1: genre award should be given on stage. I think if you want to blast through like eStreamer and esports and (laughs) esports coach and all that bullshit, sure. But best RPG should be given on stage.
0: I agree. Even if the people who made it can't get to the. There should be more people accepting awards on stage. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Uh, So let's get to the reveals, which is why everybody really watches the Game Awards. Let's be honest. That's the truth. Like, I do feel like somehow Jeff has managed to finagle the Game Awards to a place where whatever his show gives Game of the Year is the general consensus of what the Game of the Year is. Would you agree with that? Like, Um, when we talk in five years about 2022, we're probably going to say—or even maybe 2021 is a better example— whatever game generally the game awards gives game of the year seems to be like what becomes the lexicon of well that was the game of the year for 2021 was, was, or, was uh, it takes two really that game for last year yeah I guess you're right actually this yeah. year I think it is yeah sure I think normally I think it takes two was an outlier in there a little horror. bit. And I don't know how much that had to do with Joseph Farris's connection to the Game Awards, Very but I'm not going to ask, ask those questions. Um, but generally, I think they did a pretty good job on the awards. Nothing that stood out to me like a sore thumb, anyway. Not
1: really. I mean, uh, clearly, some of the influencer streamer shit could have been horrible. <laughs> I, I would have never known. <laughs> no so. clue who the right person was, is. The was awards? that the, the best? esports coach of the year
0: i don't know i wonder how they figured that out i don't want to know (laughs) i don't either (laughs) okay let's get on to the reveals which again is why most people watch the game awards myself included i'll just be honest like that's generally why i watch it because i've played all these games i don't need someone to tell me which one is better or which one isn't i'm about to do that on friday Uh, So let's talk about the pre-show. Again, 30 minutes long. Um, There was just tons of stuff. As you said, it kicked off with the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC, which came Mm -hmm. out of nowhere because I think a lot of people thought Dead Cells was a dead game, meaning that we probably weren't going to get a lot more DLC for it. Out of nowhere, here comes Castlevania, which is a Mm -hmm. perfect fit for Dead Cells, I would add. Oh, yeah.
1: Works very very well, even though art style kind of fits.
0: Yep. it, It was a great fit. Um, But then it was, like, filled with, like, Best Mobile Game and Vampire Survivors and, like... I mean, Vampire Survivors is going to be on Game of the Year lists. You think so? Unquestionably.
1: Wow. Interesting. one of the highest rated games of the entire year. Wow. Um,
0: Hellboy, Web of Weird, just, like, a cel-shaded Hellboy game. That got a lot of
1: hype, and I'm like, that game looked... I mean, the the visuals looked amazing, but, like, you could tell watching it, that game's not going to play well.
0: Yeah. that was some really (laughs) mediocre-looking combat. Yeah. Uh, then they showed a new trailer for Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is basically the killer app for PlayStation VR 2. And there was games like Viewfinder, like Among Us Hide and Seek, Atomic Heart, After Us, Best Family Game. Like, they they really loaded up the pre-show. And the, probably the two biggest announcements, I think, probably are Returnal for PC. Um, I guess you saw that The Last of Us Part 1 is going to go to PC six months after it was released. So that window... Between PlayStation to PC is shrinking. Well, for a remake of a 10-year-old game. But Returnal, well, Returnal has actually been available for a long time. Yeah, Yeah, it's been like two years. So I think most people are going to be cool with that. And honestly, like this game didn't sell that great. I hope it does go to PC and sells gangbusters because it deserves it.
1: Yeah, this was good.
0: It deserves way more sales. It got me into roguelikes, and I typically hated that genre. So yeah, this and Hades are about the only games like that I can really tolerate. Me too. And th- there's a reason why they're two of the biggest roguelikes ever made. Because it worked that way for a lot of people. It resonated with a lot of people. So, PC players, you're about to find out what us console players have been talking about with Returnal for a long time. That's pretty exciting. Uh, and it makes total sense. I mean, it's due and it's ready for PC. No one's going to complain. And then we got the Street Fighter 6 release date, story mode, trailer, blah, blah, blah. Um, it really feels like, particularly with this show in the rearview mirror now, that it's really hard to surprise us anymore. Almost mm-hmm. everything leaks, Matt. Well, especially from Capcom. Yeah, nothing stays quiet with. Capcom. Well, it doesn't help because they had that huge leak that had a lot of information in it. So a lot of its games are really ruined now for the next like couple years. Yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised about that. But like all the release dates for stuff, like we knew about almost all this stuff before the show even started. Um, Street Fighter is coming out on June 2nd of next year, so another six or seven months to wait until it comes out. Um, this trailer mostly focused on the single-player campaign, which looks absolutely bonkers, Matt. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> it sure It really looks insane. I'm
1: not sure what to make of any of
0: it. I can't either. Like, it could be, like, the most awesome thing ever. It could be the worst thing ever. The Street Fighter... That's a coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> and look i don't count on a campaign being great in a fighting game no. so
1: whatever but this one definitely looks crazy <laughs> i do enjoy that there's a there's a campaign online to uh
0: make them change the box art oh really the box art's awful i saw it like, actually it's just awful yeah i mean the logo for this there was that big issue with the logo when it was first unveiled it was stolen from like some like clip mm-hmm. art thing <laughs> like <laughs>
1: Yeah, this this will be a this will be a real good to what happened
0: yeah episode when the time comes. <laughs> I'm excited for this though, Matt. No, could, I'm way more uh, yeah. excited for Street Fighter six I than I was the for game Street Fighter will be Five. Good. Yeah.
1: Um it's, I, I don't know I I don't know how much I ha- I can care about the uh the campaign mode until I see yeah. more of it. It's just it
0: seems very odd. I'm not hanging my hat on it. I'll put it no, to I you mean, that way.
1: Have, <laughs> you never hear here with Street Fighter for a uh for a story. Yeah. You know, it's it's just not a it's just not what they do well.
0: Why are they pushing Luke so much with this entry?
1: He's never been a big character in Street Fighter. I don't know. They want to they have this new... Him and that other guy are basically... They're pushing as the new Ken and Ryu. And I don't know why. I, I don't really either. know why. I'll, you don't need to replace Ken and Ryu. No, they're fine. They're I fine. seem to be doing Okay. <laughs>
0: it doesn't make any sense it's
1: like you know no no one tried to replace sonic with shadow no like you, you've had these characters there. for yeah. 30 years they're, <laughs> they're 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 fine it's so weird did you not learn your lesson from street fighter 3 yeah when you tried to like drag everybody out except for ken and Ryu, and like everybody hated it and you had to like put everybody back in yeah and then for street fighter 4 at least they're like oh here's all the originals there you go yeah. like done um I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to focus on like why would you not put the characters people know on the cover of the fucking game? Yeah, I don't. I don't don't get it
0: either. Uh, So anyway, that was the pre-show. Really, two big things: Returnal for PC and the Street Fighter Six's release date. And then we go into the main show. Um, And obviously, as we talked about already, that kicks off with Al Pacino, who looked like he rolled out of his man cave and hadn't seen the light of day for a good. Four years? Yeah, I'm. I I would love to know the story
1: behind how he ended up there. Like that. that My was guess is Jeff's dad. Something Jeff's dad as an agent or something called in some there. favors. Yeah. yeah. Al Pacino, as far as I know, is Capital R retired. Yeah.
0: Um, he hasn't been in. He was in that Netflix thing, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he'll do stuff. Yeah. Still, but
1: like, you know, he did say like, he doesn't play video games, but he's watched his kids and grandkids play them mm-hmm. a
0: lot so yeah maybe he does like maybe, maybe he's <laughs> he like oh that sounds like fun that'll be, easy. To be cool there. i mean he's an actor so he's given away the voice yeah. actor award i guess i, actually, that I mean I, I, I assume sense.
1: that jeff just one of the biggest actor he could get to yeah. give away the voice actor award and you, i mean he got one of the biggest ones of Ours or any generation, so True. well done. People um, were shocked. I was shocked. I was like, really? I was. I was pretty. I was glad Christopher Judge got to meet him up there. You yeah. Know, clearly, he was excited to meet. You know, yeah. Al Anyone who's an actor, especially of Christopher Judge's age, our age is gonna, is gonna, you know, see Al Pacino as one of the the top of all time, and the fact that he got be, to be given an award by him—that's a big life moment. Yeah. That's really cool. Absolutely. Right. That's, that's, yep. So, so in the end, like I think it was probably an all-around positive choice. Yeah. For sure. I hope Al Pacino didn't mind
0: standing <laughs> there
1: for 12 minutes. Well, with a
0: teleprompter, like, he couldn't read it. That may may have something to do with that. And then the That first, was one of
1: the things when Christopher Judge was talking so long. I'm like, let Al Pacino sit down. Yeah.
0: Come on. <laughs> um, and then the first big reveal of the Game Awards 2022 was Hades 2, the sequel to Hades, obviously, which is arguably the best-selling roguelike of all time. Yeah. C- certainly yeah. the best... Reviewed. Unless you're talking about like
1: probably every version of Elite, probably put together. Yeah, over if you add them all 30 up. years. Yeah in, yeah. yeah, in
0: terms of like a single release. But Hades made the roguelike or the roguelite palatable to people like me, people who had not enjoyed them in the past. It really worked through a lot of the kinks and the roadblocks that have kept me from enjoying them prior. Um, I loved Hades, and I'm probably going to love Hades too let's Mm -hmm. just be honest also i would add of all the games that are debuted in the game awards 2022 the second most viewed trailer of them all matt Mm -hmm. are you shocked by that at all
1: not really like this is this is the audience i think that watches these for the most part are the more plugged in hardcore people that like these games well these people didn't watch they watched it afterwards the trailer well that's also where your interest lies Yeah, like, and also they actually probably didn't watch the show. Also, didn't Hades come out? Wasn't that originally shown on the Game Awards? I think so. That sounds right to me. It does sound right to me as well. Now, look, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. because Just like Hades 1, I'm probably going to get Early Access to support them and then not play it until it goes 1.0, because I can't think of anything more frustrating than playing an unfinished roguelike.
0: Yeah, that is pretty frustrating. And they
1: are huge, going down that path yeah, again. Huge props to the Hades Early Access people for you know Jumping on the helping grenade. them hone that and make it really good <laughs> so that I could play it when it was finished. Yep. But um, boy, do I not have any interest in that.
0: And they are doing that again. So yeah. it's going into Early Access sequel, this yeah. year, and they're going to get the community involved to help finish off the game so this is their first sequel yes yeah they've never done a sequel before and there's not a lot of information other than what you can glean from this trailer Uh, they basically delivered one sentence and it, it says uh battle beyond the underworld using dark sorcery to take on the titan of time in this bewitching sequel yeah. Do Chronos. you glean anything from the actual trailer that goes beyond
1: that? Well, it seems like you're playing. It looks like you're playing as Artemis, mm-hmm. uh, and you're trying to rescue Zeus, her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kronos, of course, is Zeus's father, who yep. was the, the you know the Titan who yep. was eating all his children. Yep. Um, so I imagine it's just going to kind of you know they they reference the war with the Titans in the first one, and uh, I assume that in this one that is all going to come to come to fruition, basically.
0: Yeah. Um, great trailer. Yeah. Doesn't show a ton of gameplay, but what it does show is just, is enough. Yeah, I mean, like we get be, it. We know what Hades, yeah, it's be Hades. is. Hades, yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm excited Nothing about wrong with that. more Hades. Yeah. How do you feel about Jeff kicking off the show with this being the first big reveal? I think it's a good move. I think it's you know you got to start with something big. I think it also, as you mentioned, hooks in more of the hardcore yeah audience. And I think it's important. It's always
1: important to start with something big and something like this because then you have that sort of like, well, I, you can't stop watching because they might use that again. Yeah. You know. So it's a. It's a good way to sort of set the stakes. Yep,
0: absolutely. Second big reveal, Judas Mm
1: -hmm.
0: from Ghost Story Games, which is Ken Levine's new studio. This also leaked. Like, we already had, like, a game page for Judas on Sifted because the title of the game had leaked beforehand. We had not connected the dots that it was Ken Levine's game yet. We thought it probably might be, but we had not connected those dots yet. As it turns out, the game that had leaked is ken levine's new game which looks a whole hell of a lot like bioshock (laughs) So, when you got a good idea stick with it i guess yeah um i mean this might as well be like the next bioshock honestly looks like it it looks like it it sounds like it it plays like it it's another first person like action adventure slash shooter whatever you want to call it um that when you watch trailers makes no sense whatsoever (laughs) like um Here's the information we have on this game so far. And again, they haven't given up much. Um, a disintegrating starship, a, def- a desperate escape plan. You are the mysterious and troubled Judas. Your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke or will you leave it to burn? <laughs> what does that tell you, Matt? Not much. Not much. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, this just looks like it's all over the place. It looks like it's jumping time again. Maybe they'll get it right this time after the last game didn't handle it particularly well. It's
1: hard to tell. It might jump back and forth between parts of the journey you're on in the spaceship or quantum shit.
0: I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. And remember, Ken Levine was kind of dragged through the mud because the team working on this, you know, they... There were all these reports. Was it Jason Schreier who wrote that story? Yeah, probably about how employees were like that. He keeps changing the game on the fly, and no one really knows what it is. And Which I mean, seems like very similar to what happened to Infinite. Yep. But based on those stories, I am shocked that we're getting a look at this already.
1: Mm. I get the impression that this game's a long
0: way out. You think it. so? Yeah.
1: This feels like a proof of concept kind of trailery, hmm. teasery thing this is this that looks to me i mean well, i saw it i'm like oh cool i'll see you in maybe 2024 if we're lucky kind of thing
0: <sighs> yeah i mean or, did they even say i don't think they even no. shared a release date there was no any kind of time yeah break. which means you're right it's at least 2024 mm-hmm. everything that's coming out in 2023 in this show said 2023 so yeah I, I agree with you probably not coming out this year and i would say even probably next year might be a, oh, apparently i'm wrong what i don't know Shore says matt you are wrong Okay. Cinetype. None of this was actual gameplay footage. I think it was all in-engine. It looks in-engine. It doesn't look like gameplay. There's actually there some gameplay snippets. There was a couple shots where it was like in first person and you could actually see what the game's going to play like. Let's see if I can jump through it here and find it quickly. Yeah, but it's pretty simple to rig up a this is what gameplay will look
1: like in an engine yeah none of that necessarily means the game is playable yeah even. right there's a shot from like, yeah that's clearly what it's, i mean because it's just like make a thing that looks like bioshock done yeah that doesn't mean the game
0: is done anywhere near done yeah Yep. um what did Shora say that he had heard that there was a release date um the legacy says jeff played it and said it was in engine footage jeff actually did say that he had played a big chunk of this mm-hmm. before the show um i saw that as well uh, so it's playable all right which is good but uh, i still as, don't think as ashes in the August points out so was
1: cd uh, so a cyberpunk 27 right yeah
0: exactly yeah they played like 30 minutes of that right in front of my face and it was nowhere near done so do you give me an actual date yeah i'm gonna i agree with you i think 2024 at the earliest um let's see next up the next big game was suicide squad kill the justice league we get the unveiling of batman inside the game and not only that Voice actor Kevin Conroy is doing the voice as of mm. Batman. Do you think this might be his last gig as Batman? I would assume so. You don't think maybe he is there's a some TV show or something he was working on behind the scenes? I don't think so. Wow. So this will be it, huh? That's too bad. That is too bad. Um but I'm glad they got him to work with them. Yeah, I well, mean, he is Arkham. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm wondering too if um if this was the plan all along, as far as their marketing plan, that this was when they decided to unveil Batman, or if they're just—I
1: don't know. I can't tell what the hell they're doing. With this. <laughs> it really is hard to tell. Like, how in the world? I mean, <laughs> where is this game?
0: Like, wh- I know. why is this?
1: Why is it another story trailer? I know. Why aren't you showing us more big gameplay? chunks of
0: gameplay being played? Yeah, it's it's a little. And we've concerning. seen some of that with like that
1: rooftop battle thing from yep. from earlier last year or this year. But like it's, this game's six months out, and we still haven't really seen a lot of how this thing plays, I particularly know.
0: when it comes to fighting the Justice League. The gameplay loop, we haven't yeah. seen the gameplay loop of this game yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm surprised, like you are. It. I thought for sure, we just get a big chunk of gameplay mm-hmm. for this. At the okay, Shora developer on uh, Judas. Oh, so it's further along than I think. Oh, that's great. All right, good. Awesome. Welcome, Shora. Shora, I've seen Shora comment on some of our YouTube stuff, and he is a dev. He's mm-hmm. been in our YouTube comments for a while talking about development stuff. So I can vouch for him that he's legit. So um, he would know. <laughs> so that's encouraging. Maybe it is going to make it out next year. Um, and maybe we'll have, we'll have Shora come on the show sometime, and we can do a quick interview with, <laughs> after the game comes out about what it was like to make the game. And if all the stories people wrote were accurate or not, which some of them are, some of them aren't. So it'll be interesting to find out. Are you excited for this, Matt? Suicide Squad? Yeah. No. No? Not a You're little, still not, not excited not even, even, not even a little, a little bit. bit? I mean, that says a lot for you, Matt. I
1: mean, I don't care about these characters. I yeah. don't care is about that, the Is that really squad. what it what it is? Like, I enjoyed James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie, and Peacemaker was good. But, like, I don't care about the general concept. Um, the only character in this whole group I would want to play as in any way would be Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to be true of most people, frankly. Like, maybe Captain Boomerang might have some interesting stuff to him, just because he's sort of the mid-range character, the mid-level character who's got, like, support plus range stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like... All four, of the, the four of these characters are incredibly dull to me. Well, a, yeah,
0: I agree. You're fighting against all the characters that you want to play yeah. as. Well, also there's a <laughs> bunch of Suicide Squad characters I
1: would be more interested in, but they're not here. Right. Like, if you were going to give me like a whole lineup of guys to pick from, that might you might be able to pick, you know, Enchantress or like. There's a bunch of different villains I might be interested in. Uh, Killer Frost, like you know, there's a lot of ideas that I'd be interested in. But again, they're clearly balancing this game for these four because there's gonna be specific things they all have to do and there's the team element too i just don't i just don't care i don't want to play also again just like gotham knights i would be more forgiving of it if we were getting regular batman content But yeah. we are not yeah instead been, you're trying to kill him it's been
0: eight <laughs> years <this> <laughs> eight
1: years since rocksteady made a game yeah. and this is it
0: it's taken him eight years it. to make this game I mean, I'm sure they've been working that. on something. To I'm sure make it. in the meantime. I mean, they could like, have made two great games in this time. Yeah, theoretically, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's in,
1: four years is a long time. I just, it's just, I don't. This is not at all what I would want to continue the Arkham series at. Like, I don't. Well, all I'm going to say, Especially because it feels like this started as like, it feels like this started as a project back when Suicide Squad was like. Not that the David Ayer movie was any good, but like it was, you know. That version of Harley became like the big Halloween costume that year. It had a cultural impact, you know, it had a pop culture impact. Mm-hmm. And now it just feels like it's so far removed from anything. And now, you know, and it, it had kind of the, you know, it's using the King Shark thing, which synergizes with the James Gunn version and all that. But like, did that, did it matter? I, it's just, I don't know. Like it's so- I guess so. All I can say is I hope it proves you wrong. Because yeah. I think you'll be happy too, like <laughs> if the game ends up being good. Yeah, I'd like, rather it be good, but I, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, like they have to. I mean, maybe they have really creative ways. You have to beat the different Justice League members, but then it's just dragged on. The development of this game has dragged yeah. on way too long. Like, you, they've lost that wave of hype. Yeah, is it going to be playable by myself? Like, is it, am I going to have to do co-op? Stuff? That's a big question. I don't want to do that. Yeah, and that's not what I, what I want out of these games. Like yeah. It's, it's just, I, 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 it's,
0: it's also just like, a, it's the it's combination of the game hasn't overly impressed in conjunction with the fact that we're losing something that we really like. Yeah. So we're losing the Batman Arkham games for this. And this hasn't impressed us yet. And it's hard to accept. I agree with you. Um, I am definitely more excited for this game than you are, because I do have faith in Rocksteady that it can make a game, a good game still. But as the development of this game has continued to drag on, I continue to question that. I'm mm-hmm. like, have they had brain drain? Have they had talent drain? Have they lost some of their best programmers? Some of their the best engineers? Of the company. Yeah. Like eight months before the game comes out. Yeah. Like, none of these are good signs. They're not. Yep. None of these are They're good signs. They're red flags for sure. Uh, next up, a game that hopefully you're at least a little more excited for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. The next game from Respawn. Um, if that game had made it out this year, it would have been in a very similar position as the last one where it wasn't a particularly strong year for games. and It might have had a shot to, like, sneak in and yeah. win Game of the Year. Although, to be fair, this does look a lot more solid than it looks the last one. Like yeah.
1: It does not have that. The first one, I mean, I really like the first one, obviously. No, it was my like,
0: Game of the Year. It was a weak year for games, but, but it was But there is an element of,
1: of, like... It's hard to describe unless you've played a lot of games and you know that difference between a, 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 a you know, a top level A list game that like feels concrete in your hand and a game that feels like it's about to tear apart at any moment, yep. you know? And <laughs> the paper mache uh, Fallen, game. Yeah, Fallen Order <laughs> has that element of like, oh, this might go all it, wrong right. in any moment. Yeah. Like or his feet are not gonna connect with the ground correctly, or like the you never quite trust the jump sort of thing. You know. And this does not this looks like a much more concrete, grounded like everything feels there and solid just watching the, the combat. Yep. Um, the lights, well, they show the, the combat. Yeah. The lightsaber has an effect <laughs> on things. Yeah. Like even if it's not going to
0: decapitations. You. Yeah. yeah. Better um, than Callisto protocols, decapitations. Yeah. And granted
1: a lot, most that's happening with droids, but like, Yep. You know, there's a little team ups thing here—that's cool. Yeah. Like it, it here, like this looks good. Like it looks like he's having an effect on the mo- like. One of the things I don't like about the first game is like sometimes you fight the big monsters and it feels like you're just whacking them with a Nerf bat. You know. I feel like that kind of looks like that though. Look, no, there's no blood. I don't care about that. I mean
0: that he's there's re- no the slice monsters in the monster. No, but I
1: don't care about that. I mean, the, the, it's never going to be an M rated game. It's a Star Wars game, but I like that it, it could have green
0: blood though. I like get that away it reacts
1: it. to yeah. the hit. Like that's the thing. It's like
0: you need to make it react to the hit. And they show some stuff from the first game that it looks like they've tweaked and enhanced a little bit, which is cool, because there was some cool stuff. Some of the Force powers mm-hmm. in the original game were pretty freaking cool. And we didn't get a ton of information about it, but here's the paragraph that they supplied. Uh, picking up five years after the events of Fallen Order, no longer a Padawan... Which puts it in the same year as
1: Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is that true?
0: Nine years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay. Um, Cal has come into his own and grown into a powerful Jedi Knight. Carry the memories and expectations of the Jedi Order with him. His crusade against the Empire has only become more perilous. The dark times are closing in with enemies new and familiar surrounding him. Cow will need to decide how far he's willing to go to save those closest to him. Um, And then they added some context to it. Uh, The cinematic combat system returns with additional force abilities and new lightsaber fighting styles. An expanded host of enemies um explore an untamed galaxy discover new planets and familiar frontiers in the star wars galaxy each with unique biomes challenges and enemies master new skills equipment and abilities that will augment the ways you explore fight and roam that's interesting the roam part with larger areas to explore and more to discover off the beaten path players who adventure beyond the horizon will find hidden rewards again that's another good thing to hear Mm-hmm. Because the the last game was basically Metroid, as far as its yeah. design, its level design were concerned, Metroid with Dark Souls bonfire. Yeah, basically. But I felt like the discovery part of it was the part that was lacking. Yeah, well,
1: because all you could find were ponchos. Yep, ponchos, and I mean the health upgrades were more, yeah. There, was they like, were there were like six of those. Yeah, and like the, everything else was ponchos, and all of them were ugly. Yeah, and like none of those. You know, I found them all because I wanted to. You know, I wanted to complete everything, but like none of it felt rewarding it didn't feel like oh i got a really cool thing by solving this little puzzle yeah so yeah that is definitely a thing they needed to improve
0: yep i think it's looking good though yeah it was one of my favorite things that i saw in the whole show yeah i ordered the stupid collector's oh, edition you did? yeah <laughs> 30 <laughs> bucks shipping the power of marketing 30 dollars bu- <laughs> 300 thing
1: you won't give me free shipping bite me limited run come on <laughs> but yeah i want that lightsabers yeah uh, Everybody's like, all like, it doesn't come with a blade. I'm like, yeah, welcome to the party. Like, well, <laughs> hello. Like, nothing comes with a blade in lightsaber collecting. Like, that's sucks.
0: Looking at the internet chatter after the show, this seemed to be top two as far as interest. Yeah, people I would, talking I about so. it. I, I agree. To some people in chat were saying it, it appears to be more fleshed out than a lot of the other games shown. Agreed. But it's also coming out. In like two months, three yeah, it's months. Coming, it's
1: three months in. That's
0: yeah, it's like what, March? March 17th. 17th. Let me double check that real quick. Uh, yes. Yep. So it's coming pretty quick. So it should look finished. We probably should have got a big chunk of gameplay from that as well for this show. But we'll have plenty to show here over the next 90 days leading up to its release. Uh, but I think it's looking pretty good. I'm pretty yeah. excited for it. Um, and it's respawned. So I generally trust their development. Uh, Then they showed a new game from the creators of Celeste. We're not going to really talk about that, but I thought it might be worth mentioning in our discussion. And then... It looked cool. It did look cool. Yep. And then Death Stranding 2. Should this game be made, Matt? No.
1: (laughs) I'd rather talk about the Celeste
0: people. Let's go back to that. It's called Earthblade is the new game from the Celeste team. Um, Death Stranding 2, even less information about this, and the trailer really doesn't... I mean, I didn't finish Destra Anyone. Maybe people who did saw something in this that I didn't see, but... I don't know. I there, I didn't really pick up on anything that might hint at what this is. This game's going to be about versus the others. Obviously, it's set in the same universe still. There's still babies in weird pod things.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, she tries to escape with the baby from people who are trying to kill them for reasons that we don't, don't know. know. And she fails, and the baby dies, and she dies, and then the baby respawns in a little birth pod jar thing and and that's that that's that that's that's what Hideo Kojima decided to do today yep Uh,
0: Norman Reedus is returning and there's a bunch of other celebs working on the game Leia Sadu Ellie Fanning Shioli Katsuna Troy Baker and then the only line of text to explain this game was quote should we have connected unquote what does that mean I
1: imagine it means that the fact that everybody connected up and did all their connection things in Death Stranding 1 has brought a new enemy attention to, who
0: knows. Because now maybe they can track you easier. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Just based upon the... I know the answer. Who cares? Yeah, the critical response to the first game, the sales of the first game, I'm surprised that they're making a sequel to it. Yeah, I don't know what to... No, it's a a memorable universe that he's created I'll give him that but just financially and critically the game didn't yeah. do especially well so it's visually striking it is but yeah. like
1: there's nothing to care about there
0: yeah I am uh, I'm surprised that there's a sequel coming for this game uh, but maybe you know over time it's released for PC <laughs> now maybe there's a bigger audience for this. Norman sequel. Reedus is Geralt of Rivia <laughs> it does appear that it's going to be a PS5 exclusive again this was cool yeah but this yes, is the first the big, thing that reminded me of metal gear from yeah,
1: there's a, there's from a, the big uh metal
0: gear was from what, the death stranding franchise
1: yeah what is the um i can't remember the name but it was one of the portable ones portable ops they had the shaggy sh- 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 or through whatever it was like a giant metal gear but it was basically just like a rolling fortress
0: oh remi- yeah i do remember that. that yeah that's the first thing in any, th- any promotional media for Death Stranding that looked like Metal Gear to me. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that could have come out of MGS. Oh, there's a lot of Shinkawa out of that. that. I don't know if he designed it. but like, Yeah, yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, are you more excited for this than you were for the first game or less excited? I don't
1: know. It's just,
0: <laughs> I was pretty excited for the first game. I don't even want to
1: use the word in conjunction. With, I mean, I don't want to play this at all. I, I, I don't care. That is ridiculous. It is. I mean, yeah. It's nice they gave Troy something to play with there.
0: Like, <laughs> come on. The, I'll say this: the marketing for the first game got me. The trailers, and everything. I, I was, remember. I was intrigued. <laughs> I was like, "Man, this looks insane." You, you like, thought he might have an answer this time, and it, I was wrong. No, we did not. Yeah, I was wrong. I did not enjoy playing Death Stranding really at all. I actually did enjoy some
1: of it in the sense of like the the connection stuff and everybody building highways and the fact that eventually you could like build enough roads that you could kind of just run through and get things delivered back and forth with very little effort and problem i thought that was pretty cool that like there was an evolution of the world that way however it does tie into my criticism of it is like that where if you play it correctly nothing happens <laughs> like the game the better you play death stranding the more boring it is because nothing happens Anything right it happens is bad so you want an, uneve- <laughs> an uneventful run and, ba- and now you're basically just a ups driver yeah at that point it's so, a yeah which like there's an appeal to that i get it but at the same time it's like why am i doing this why yeah. don't I, it was it's that's like, how i
0: felt playing it i'm like what am i doing like yeah. why don't i just go get a paper route
1: or <laughs> like go work for UPS? and i assume that you know you, you have the story bits and th- but then like the story bits all felt so different from the main game gameplay that i didn't know it was sort of like metal gear solid 5 where things would happen all of a sudden with like the giant monsters and the weird stuff with like skull face guy and i'm like I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I, like it's, this is not how the rest of the game plays, and you're not telling me what to do. And I just sort of feel lost. And then I kind of accidentally get through it. And then another cutscene happens, and I'm still trying to figure out what I did. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's not good design. Uh, it's, it's really poor game
0: design. Harold says, just play American Truck Simulator at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at, at least American truck never sim- played Death Stranding, but it looks like a walking simulator. It's pretty similar. Yeah, it's, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, Vincent says that um, Death Stranding turned a profit. That's not good enough. Power Wash Simulator. There you go. You should, there should be
1: Death Stranding content in Power Wash Simulator. You, <laughs> just, you clean the goo the goo off things. He plays Norman Reedus looking very sad the whole Sneaky, time.
0: Sneaky, who I'm guessing is a big Metal Gear or Kojima fan. His name is Sneaky Charlotte Snake. Um, says even he admits that the story is gobbledygook. Yeah. So if he's come to that revelation, how do the rest of us feel? Yeah. So... I'm surprised that there is a sequel coming. Um, so that was the biggest surprise for me with Death Stranding 2. Not that it actually exists and that the trailer itself surprised me or made me um, form some level of intrigue about the game. Um, but here yeah. it comes another one. No, it's just, it's, you know, for me, I guess it's just like, it sure is pretty. I wish yeah. I cared. Yeah. But well, I they they, have, they really advertise the Decima engine a lot in their yeah. trailers. They really are giving thanks for that engine being handed over so they could work with it. Uh, okay, next up. Tekken Eight. This is probably the most disappointing thing from the Game Awards for me because I mean, it was one Tekken. of the few things that we knew was going to be there, and so it was in all the pre-promotion and the marketing and everything for the show. And I thought we were going to get a really in-depth look at gameplay and how the fighting engine has changed. And no, it just ended up being another cinematic nonsense. Like he, he thinks people care about the story in Tekken way more than they really do. Like it's. To everybody, it's. Just I don't this, even know what
1: happened in tech. I mean, I, I,
0: nobody does and nobody cares. It's because it, it's just so stupid. Like people play the story modes in Tekken to laugh at them, not because they care. And I feel like they've <laughs> that they've lost. The, the The Tekken developers think that people play it because they really care. When we're really pointing and laughing at it, because all the talk about this game so far has been about the plot and the story, and it's like, who cares? Who cares about this stuff?
1: I mean, I'm sure it's partly because, like, all the, the, you know, the balance of the game is not finalized, and so you can't talk about the intricacies of the fighting system until that's all kind of done and closer to release. But this is not really filling the time for me in, in exchange. like. Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember what happened anymore at this point. I mean, I I, the Tekken series has been going on so long, and like the conflicts in it with all these different characters have been going on so it's so labyrinthine that I just don't remember anymore, and I don't care to be reminded because
0: <laughs> it's absurd and it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, once again, this whole trailer focuses basically on a fight between <sighs> Jin and Kazuya father and son team who always seem to fight each other for some reason that whole family's got some issues it really does also the mother shows up in this trailer june kazama Mm. who hasn't been in a tekken game since tekken 2 been a while so it looks like she's gonna be one of the playable fighters and then if you really pay attention to this trailer there are teases for paul phoenix for king for lol lars and jack eight so Mm. That's probably the most relevant thing that's in this trailer. We have a rough idea, at least, of a par- a portion of the roster for the game. And I think those are obvious picks. Like, if those fighters wouldn't have been in Tekken 8, people would have raised hell. Uh, so that's low-hanging fruit, other than June K- uh, Kazama, who hasn't been in there since Tekken 2. But but overall, not that exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, it looks nice. Very pretty. And it is all is next-gen only, yeah. running on Unreal Engine 5. I wish they had shown more in-engine stuff. Mm. I mean, that call could have been in-engine, but I wish we had seen it in the context a of a bunch of that fighting. was
1: gameplay. A bunch of the fighting air was gameplay. Plus, like in-engine, because they've shown stuff. a they've shown a match before. Yeah, oh, they have. I, yeah, I saw I saw gameplay from that at some point. Really?
0: Because there's the one teaser when... trailer that we well, there's two teaser trailers. There's the one that was the goofy one.
1: Yeah, the thing they released right before this was actual. Here's a, basically here's a match without a
0: HUD, kind with of thing. camera work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, 8, we don't have any idea for a release date for it yet. Um, but my guess is late. I think they said late next year. Yeah, late next year. That's what it looks like. Uh, next up, the next big part of the show was a musical performance by Halsey, which I agree with you, Matt. I had never heard of her. And now I feel old. Because mm-hmm. I typically know all the artists like that, all the big up-and-coming underground indie artists. I've never heard of Halsey. Um, she did a song called Lilith, which is in the Diablo 4 soundtrack. Um, We're not going to show you the performance because those performances always get pulled by YouTube copyright strikes. In fact, I just happened to Game Face last week because we showed 18 seconds of the Imagine Dragons performance from last year's show. So I had to re-render and re-upload the whole episode again uh, because we could not monetize it with 18 seconds of Imagine Dragons in a three-hour show. I love how that works with YouTube. You have five seconds of something they don't like. You can't monetize the entire episode. So we had to go back and re-render it. So I'm not showing you the performance. Instead, I'm showing you the release date trailer for Diablo 4. Um, are you surprised that Diablo 4 is finally coming? I saw some rumblings on the internet that people are saying it's not done and it's going to be forced out before it's ready. I mean, that wouldn't shock me. But it's definitely sooner than I expected it. yeah. Um, Well, you know, they sent the finisher in there to finish it, and he's now been working on the game for quite a while. So how unfinished was that game after all those years when they brought Rod Ferguson in there? Mm. Like, way unfinished, still, Mm. after all that time. There's no developer in the industry that takes longer to make a game than frickin' Blizzard, man. It's insane. (laughs) Except whoever's working on Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah but it yes. seems like Blizzard works on this stuff consistently and it just takes ten years to make a flipping game. Yeah, well. Well when when did when did three come out? 12, 2012? Yeah. Yeah. Or twenty eleven. It's been like eleven years. Start when do you think we're gonna get another Starcraft? They haven't started talking about that yet.
1: No, I don't I don't even know what You do.
0: think we will ever get another StarCraft?
1: You for StarCraft at this point. There's there's no such thing as a giant triple A RTS anymore. I know. Really. Yeah, you know, I mean, unless you reinvent it completely. If there is one, it's StarCraft. I mean, it, or you know, like Warhammer Total War or like some you know, something like that, but like they're not like, you know, it's not like it used to be. It's not you know, they're used to there was a time when that genre was you know, one of the core genres of PC gaming and it's just not anymore. Um I don't know. I mean, some of the stuff with how long Blizzard takes was always sort of that artisanal, like, we're only going to make it when we know it's great or a worthy like, thing like that. And now it's sort of like, well, is that going to be true of Diablo 4 or are we just waiting to see what the auction house equivalent is on this thing? <laughs> and I, th- I think there's skepticism as well, just like, you know, coming off the back of Diablo Immortal um that maybe that's why it feels like it's so soon in a way it could be is like we just got Diablo. i immortal. literally just
0: played a diablo game yeah. for a long time i would add like i spent a lot of time playing diablo immortal but um yeah i mean it's it, despite the fact that it's taken all the time to make this game it still feels like it's coming too soon because mm-hmm. we haven't seen much of this either let's be honest
1: yeah we haven't seen anything really other than just like have we There's seen gameplay. gameplay yeah
0: They've shown us some, but, like, they'll show when they debut, like, a class. Right. They'll show a chunk of gameplay from that class. I mean, it's Diablo. I'm not really expecting yeah. anything revolutionary here. Yeah. Agreed. Um, are you excited for a Diablo 4? Eh, I'll play it. Yeah. What did you think of the performance, the musical performance for it? It's cool. It's lots of swear words. Yeah. There's yeah. lots of swear words in this show in general. Yeah. People they're, are they're, dropping the F-bomb all over the place during yeah, the show. They've,
1: that, I mean, Ferris really, really... Uh, rip the band-aid off that back in the day really, like, you just haven't really
0: you know and that's that's i
1: mean how many there's a lot of f-bombs in the ubisoft press conferences too it's yeah just, you know that's just sort of there's a little bit of reveling in the fact that you know we don't we, we don't get covered by the ftc right the FCC, i wonder if the, jeff has
0: ever tried FCC, to not the Federal get this Trade show Commission. on
1: tv no that would be ridiculous who wants to do three hours of that come here
0: there she is <laughs> <laughs> no you can hear her crying on the mic it's our little mascot she's a game face mascot now she wants some ls cream Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome hello what's up luna um so there you go that's diablo 4 coming way sooner than maybe it should and definitely sooner than we thought um next up horizon forbidden west dlc Cat butt. There you go. First time on Game <laughs> Face, cat butt. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, the Burning Shores DLC, taking place in our hometown of Los Angeles, California. Um, obviously, the base game spent a lot of time in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. So come... and,
1: and just getting to the west right, coast.
0: Right, right. Uh, so LA isn't that big of a surprise. Um, yeah, I figured it was either that or, like, Seattle. Yep. They're going to head one way or yeah, the other. there's going to be one or the other. <laughs> Or maybe Vegas. Although you actually go, you go, through, to, Vegas. You go through Vegas, yeah, you do Vegas. Yeah. Although the, that was one of the best parts of the game. Yeah, it was. I wouldn't mind going back there for like a big chunk of DLC. Um, mm. But there's think, a Capitol Records building. Yeah, it's pretty awesome to see all this stuff like overrun, living here and driving by it. Like right after you watch the trailer, <laughs> and they completely destroy the Hollywood sign. Yeah, um, and then put the copyright info up for it right which is, <laughs> which is funny are you excited for this matt did you finish horizon forbidden west i did not you did not I, that, that was a big game wow i finished it like i said earlier i it's the game i've spent the most time playing this year yeah i haven't Easily. i haven't got I, I keep meaning to go back to it and i just you know where's the time yeah i'm at Um, the end of god of war ragnarok now too i've gone back and finished yeah i
1: went back and progressed more in god of war ragnarok but i am not at the end of it it's a big boy it is not as big as horizon but big and it's uh i don't know there's a i've really hit a point with that game where i'm just like you've really shown me everything you got yeah i i just don't i mean with which one god of war oh
0: Eh, there's, there's more
1: Maybe, but like, oh, every time it switches off a of Kratos, I don't care anymore. Yeah, like, and it not, does it a lot. Not that I don't want to know this part of the story involved with it. You know, like like there's a section with a, a, a Atreus like dealing with the, with the Valhalla, you know, with the, uh, the 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 Norse gods and stuff. And look, I think Odin's very entertaining in that game, but like it's just that whole section where he goes to visit on Odin. with it. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, <laughs> I agree, it drags there. Yep. Uh, so anyway, that DLC for Horizon Forbidden West launches on April 19th. So not long to wait. And that'll end up being what about a year after the base game was yeah, released? Almost exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll get another piece of DLC for that after this. I don't think so.
1: Neither. Me I mean, the, the same with the first one. You got you got the Frozen Wilds, and the, the Which Frozen was Wilds great. was big. Yeah, it was great, and it was a big one. It was, it was like it was. Yeah. Like, I'm sure this one will also be a substantial chunk, and it'll add to the map, and it'll be great. Yep. But no, I'm definitely interested. And yeah, being in LA helps because yeah. you know, it, 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 that game is in terms of its world, like taking advantage of its world, is at its best when you recognize bits of where you
0: are we'll try to find your house yeah probably not (laughs) probably not in there but you never know um and then next up a game i probably wouldn't have included if it weren't game face and you and i matt and that is transformers reactivate Mm. because we are big transformers fans a lot of people probably saw this trailer and just let it just go on by not me i'm a big transformers fan i feel like i've been waiting a decade for a good transformers game at this point
1: I don't know if this is
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't either, man. It's it doesn't look too promising, to be perfectly honest. Um, again, this is another game where we got very little information on it in this, this trailer.
1: Thing's been in development hell for like five years. Oh, you, you're it's, aware of this game already? Yeah, it was called Transformers Rise. Okay, and it just got switched over to splash damage. Like, not that's Ratchet and and ironhide, They're yeah very hard to tell it's hard to tell yeah um they uh th- this just got switched over to splash damage like maybe it sounds like maybe a year ago maybe less splash um, damage is a good developer they are um i just don't know i don't know i just don't know <laughs> it's a one to four player co-op shooter um so kind of probably like an aliens fire team uh, ghostbusters whatever they called that thing which seems to be sort of the standard game as a service license template template yeah. at this point. <laughs> yep. And from what I understand, you design your own transformer, um, which is why they don't actually show anything into. But they do have Peter Cullen and Frank Welker doing the voices of Megatron and and Optimus Prime. They've got some. They've got recognizable characters. I guess the idea is that the Legion is the enemy. And yep. They the are, Legion
0: has taken over Earth. Which is. And apparent- you're basically trying to
1: take Earth back. Apparently, some form of infectious mutation of the Quintessons. Um, so not the Decepticons, which leaves it open that for the Decepticons to be playable maybe at some mm. point. But I guess there's a, there, there's a bunch of character like known characters you'll be interacting with, but it doesn't sound like you'll be playing as them. Could you team up with the bad guys in this against a common foe? It sounds, I think that sounds like what's going to happen. Interesting. Because, uh, the, the premise is that the world is lost. Yeah. Like they, you lose that invasion. Yeah. And so you're basically the resistance, you know, yeah. fighting back with the humans. And, um, you know that's what they're doing in that in that scene is like they find a deactivated autobot and they're like oh my god we can we got another another soldier basically um looks a little bit like bumblebee yeah it was yellowish, but like it's i think it's supposed to be a new like whatever whoever you're going to play
0: i'm just character. meaning the whole setup of like oh look we found this thing this transformer and oh my yeah. god it turns into a robot like well i think they know what transformers are yeah. at that point cuz they're, they're oh, already, that's a good point they're yeah. teamed up with they've that. already dealt with it yep um i'm intrigued and the fact that Splash Damage is working on it is a good sign. They are a good developer. They make solid games. Yeah, I just
1: feel like it's going to end up being the usual like co-op shooter thing where like, you play it for like yeah. two days. and.
0: I'll give it a chance bleh. because I have to because that's what Transformers <laughs> fans do. <laughs> you, you give it a chance, and it may not work out, but you give it a chance. Um, next up, a new game from one of our favorite developers we talk about all the time here on Game Face, Don't Nod. It is a brand new game called Banisher's Ghost of New Eden. It's set in the 17th century in New Eden. Um, Antia Duarte and Red Mac Wraith are lovers and banishers, ghost hunters who vowed to protect the living from the threat of lingering ghosts and specters. Isn't that a lot like, um, what's that movie franchise? Um, Insidious or whatever? Ghostbusters? No, No, not Ghostbusters. Insidious, though. They're like the the husband and wife team, and she's the medium who can tell where the demons are. Yeah, they're... It's like the, I mean, I think they're based on
1: the, the, the scam artist that like did the animity building. They thing. are, yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Um, it's kind of a similar premise. Uh, following a dis- she seems to actually be legit in this game, though. Right. She seems to be a ghost. Right, so. right. Uh, following a disastrous last mission, Antia is fatally wounded, becoming one of the spirits she loathes. In the haunted wilds of North America, the couple desperately searches for a way to liberate Antia from her new plight as a ghost. I think this sounds awesome. Yeah, this looks really good. It's an action RPG. Don't nod now has adequate experience making these games. Mm -hmm. Once upon a time, it did not, but now it does. It has made a couple decent action RPGs. Vampire comes to mind. Although that game was a little disappointing. I mean, the combat in that was not amazing, Yeah, but like they
1: probably learned some things. Hopefully, you know, the, that's the trick here is, like, how is how the combat going to be? Because yep. it's clearly action RPG combat.
0: Premise writing, that's something Don't Nod's been great yeah, at. I, I think, I trust them to
1: nail that. Like, you
0: know, yep. I, look, anything Don't Nod makes has my attention at this point. Agreed. But yep. Like, we felt that way for a long time with this studio. And they have really transitioned now yeah. from our favorite and indie this, studio.
1: And also, this is the best looking thing they've ever made. Like, that oh, is... Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously,
0: next Leaps and bounds. There, but, like, why, like you compare that to, like, even Vampire. It's a whole, oh, yeah. a whole other level here. Yep. And we wondered, we're like, how is Don't Nod making all these games? They're this, they've really just staffed up. Yeah. They must have got some investment from somewhere. I mean, just look at that compared to like the last, the, the Life is Strange. Or Vampire. Or Vampire. Even Vampire. I mean, it looked rough around the edges. This is night and day, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see how it feels to play. but mm-hmm. like, it's That's like the X Factor for Don't Nod. Absolutely. They have not managed to nail action-based combat yet. So we'll see if they can do that with this again. The game is called Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden. Next up, selfishly I included this game because I was blown away by it at last year's Game Awards and it returns for the Game Awards this year and that is Warhammer Space Marine 2. It's coming, this is also next gen only, PC, PS5 and Xbox talking Series. Talking about a game
1: long in the making.
0: <laughs> well, this game last year at the Game Awards had its big like cinematic CG trailer and now this is all in engine and this game looks awesome hmm. in engine. This is what yeah. I've been talking about, Matt. Like, this is, like, we should be getting stuff that looks like this from the smaller guys. We should have been getting this for two years from these smaller guys on these well, new consoles. this year we should
1: have started getting that. Yeah. There's, oh, it's always going to be overlap on that.
0: But, wowzers. Like, this really, like, my jaw dropped when I first watched this during the live show. It's not very long. I think this trailer's only like forty seconds long, so they don't give us yeah. much. But the other theme if for you this wanna, whole you show off in a Warhammer game, you bring in the Tyranids. Yeah. Which is preferable the first one. I like the <coughs>
1: Bless you. <Ooh. coughs> I like the first one okay, but it's too much orc fighting. Yeah. And Tyranids... Repetitive are... enemies. Yeah, for Tyranids sure. are a more interesting enemy to me.
0: Yep. I mean if this is what the B tier games are gonna look like going forward, hallelujah. Because this also, the other thing that I've discovered with the Game Awards this year, this was the turning the page moment. Of all the games in this show, there was only a handful for PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, well, I've been saying that for a long time. So 20, finally... three is
1: going to be that turning point. It's one of the reasons I say that they lost the systems a year early.
0: Is like they should have waited a year. Because- we're seeing it, though. Almost every big game that was announced in the Game Awards 2022... Are all PS5 and Xbox series. So if you're one of the people who have been sitting on the fence all this time, and I don't blame you. In fact, I was telling you all along, like, you didn't really need to buy either, either of these consoles. Now might be the time. This holiday season well, might be the time. Maybe after holiday season, because you're not going to find one. Because right January's now. slow. Yeah. And then after January, it's just balls to the wall, awesome games for pretty much the rest of the year. And a lot of them are going to be next-gen only. So if you haven't bought one, I hope you asked for one for the holidays although at this point if your significant others haven't been trying to track one down for you it might be a little difficult to get a ps5 at least i think xbox series you probably will be able to find one or your parents or your girlfriend or your wife or whatever
1: they're still pretty tough they're not as tough as yeah basically they're not as tough because when they come into stock they're in stock for a couple hours as opposed to a few minutes right
0: yeah um, and we did get that report that the bots are starting to lay off of the PS5 because the resale value on eBay isn't as high as it used to be. So things are starting to come around just in time mm-hmm. for the shift of game development to next-gen only and away from the PS4 and the Xbox One. It's good to see. Next up, a game called Crash Team Rumble. And this was just on the fringe. This is the, one of the games that like, I included that I almost didn't include. Ugh. It is a four versus four Smash Brothers kind of-ish brawler it's like they've
1: they created like the perfectly focused tested way to make me not care (laughs) i will give them credit though this is one of the first times i think i've ever seen an art style for crash himself that made me not want to like look away oh like he actually looks okay
0: yeah um it is a four versus 14 base competition where the iconic heroes and villains of the Crash universe battle to capture more Wumpa Fruit. That is a Wumpa strong Fruit. word,
1: iconic. <laughs> is, it, is it iconic the way Aiden Pierce's hat was iconic? <laughs> Give me a break. You're basically just trying to collect more Wumpa Fruit than the other team. I recognize one other character in this, and that's uh, Nefarious or whatever the do- the evil doctor guy's name is.
0: There's a little bit of MOBA to this, too, because you're like capturing points around the map. But ultimately, you're trying to collect more Wumpa Fruit than the other team, and that's the team that wins. This game has also was not a well-kept secret. Uh, there have been rumors floating around about this game for quite a while. Um, I don't think anyone's too all that excited about this game, but it is multi-platform, if it has caught your eye. Um, and then next up, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty DLC finally we're getting into some real dlc for cyberpunk 2077 i thought they were going to cut and run on this game Cut bait, and they didn't man they stuck stuck with it i mean they've continually improved the game they yeah. still are improving the game which i admire them for they could have cut bait i don't think anybody would have blamed them after the debacle this game wasn't launched but it is really stuck with it and honestly it has paid off for cd project red because the game has mm-hmm. con- continued to sell and it had a big
1: resurgence with edge runners when that hit Netflix, yep. which I didn't expect to happen.
0: Me either. Um, Johnny Silverhand is back. He does the VO for this trailer. You team up with FIA agent Solomon Reed, who is played by Idris Iba. Elba. Elba. Yeah, I guess the you're font. Know, yeah, you know, I know who yeah. he is, yeah. I mean he's a huge star. But what has he starred in? He's in everything, but I couldn't remember exactly one thing that he starred in.
1: Pacific rim, he's Heimdall in the MCU. Uh, he was you know, under consideration to be James
0: Bond at one point. Really? Um, yeah, there he is. He's I mean, a, he's a huge star, he's but I, he's never really like I was. I'm like, I know him. I've seen he's him in, in a million uh, things.
1: Three thousand years of longing this year.
0: But to see um, all the things that you've listed, though, haven't been like burn the house down, like crazy popular. But everybody knows who he is. You no, know, Luther. He was. Uh, he's been
1: in a bunch of stuff. He's just. He's uh, one of those guys that you see in everything. Was, I mean, other I mean, I guess you could probably say Harley, but arguably he was the lead in The Suicide Squad. Yeah.
0: You know, he's dead shot. Yeah. Um Wasn't he in that zombie movie set in Las Vegas that just came out recently? Probably. Where like zombies have taken over Vegas and what, the they're trying Zach, to fight the from Zack Snyder from, thing? Yeah. Wasn't he yeah, in that? Yeah, I think maybe. I don't, but I, that's the type of stuff he seems to be in. Like stuff that I you kind of remember, but it's... Like, <laughs> he, was in,
1: he was in the Dark Tower. He was in... Yeah. He gets um, a lot of work. So he's supporting a lot of stuff. I want to say he's, he was... He was in, he's was, he been in like a... Yeah, he's been a ton Paws of stuff. Hobbs and
0: Shaw, Faradal says. Oh, he's the bad guy in that. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the wire. That's probably that's where I know him from right. the most. Well, that's the
1: fr- I think that's the first time I probably encountered him was the wire.
0: That's where I remember him from the most. Um, and then so basically you go on a mission with him to take on an impossible mission of espia- espionage and survival. So it looks like this DLC is gonna have like a spy angle bent to it, which I think is good considering the tone of the, the regular tone of the game is a lot different than that. Um, it's coming in twenty twenty-three to next gen only, Matt. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not even going to bother releasing this for PS4 no. and Xbox One after the debacle that it, that, that it was I mean, on those that, platforms.
1: That's called learning.
0: It is. Learning yeah. It's also set in a brand new district mm-hmm. of the city. So you're going to enter brand new areas of the open world. I'm wondering if they will finally open up like all the highways that just have dead ends that went to nowhere. I wonder if I those know. roads will lead to this new district now.
1: I mean, maybe because it does look kind of like a rundown area with a lot of underground stuff.
0: Or it could be out in the desert, too. Yeah, like, a lot of it seems to be
1: underground. Yeah. So, maybe.
0: Yeah. It does feel like there should be more to the map than there is. Did you ever finish the base game? No. So I guess it's foolish to ask you if you'd ever bother playing this, then. Maybe.
1: I mean, if I did, I'll be honest, Idris Elba would be a large part of that, because I like him.
0: I'll play it. I mean, I finished a base game. I really liked Cyberpunk 2077. I was lucky. I didn't deal with a lot of bugs when I was playing it. Yeah, I didn't have really all that many bugs. I just find it non-compelling for the most part. Well, we will talk about another game here shortly in this episode of Game Face that puts all that in perspective and leads me to believe that I may agree with you, Matt. Um, Next up, Armored Core 6 Hmm. from Software's Back. Were it, they ever gone? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. They were in the house. They're yesterday. on quite a run. Yeah. Um Fires of Rubicon is a subtitle for Armored Core 6. We've actually this also. We've known about this. We talked about Armored Core yeah, like we knew Armored Core was two months ago a long, a long on Game Face. And we talked about the franchise and the differences between it and what has ultimately made from software really popular. And that's the thing here, Matt, is People know From Software for very specific things, mm-hmm. and after the show is over, people were obviously asking, is this going to be Mecha Souls? Is this going to be Dark no. Souls with mechs? And they swear up and down that it is not. No, it's, it's Armored Core. Yeah? Mission-based, customize the mech, go do the thing.
1: Although this apparently is... More single player focused than a lot of the some of the other because the, the Armored Core went back and forth between like single player campaign style stuff and like multiplayer arena stuff or single player arena stuff like Armored Core never fully figured out what it was yep. especially as it moved into the uh, the the 360 PS3
0: era Armored Core Five is is a very strange game well it's funny Miyazaki the guy behind. The Souls franchise and behind Elden Ring, he he cut his teeth on this franchise. Yeah. This was the first game where he was the lead. Yeah, I mean this this is you know, this and Kingsfield
1: are what From did. Yeah, people don't even Souls realize. Was yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> that was I have all
1: you know, there's there's like fourteen, fifteen armored core games. Yeah. I have all of them except I think the the spin off of five because yeah. there's a point at which you know, yep. But, like this was a big deal on uh, PS One. They did tons of these on PS One. They did like four of them, or three or four of them. Master of Arena. I played that with my friend Miguel forever. Like that was it just never ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm interested. I'm very interested. Obviously, I like giant robots and mechs and Armored Core. I'm curious how well they'll balance because one of the things about Armored Core is like you tend to hit these walls where you're like, oh, to beat this fight, I need to have this particular loadout for this for my mech. And I don't, because I was building it... Like, the a lot of the Armored Core games sort of lean on this idea of, like, customize your mech however you want to play the game. And then it turns out, like, except for this boss, which is going to require you to be a very specific kind of mech. And if you didn't spend your money on those parts, fuck you. Okay, yeah. We? So hopefully there will be a little more flexibility in that, but... Uh, Frankly, I'm just excited to see this, this game look like it's going to look yeah. on, on the new It looks art, amazing. Um,
0: it's set on a remote planet called Rubicon 3, a world where companies and organizations battle over a mysterious new substance that causes a planet-wide catastrophe. Um, Just like old Armored Core games, it is a third-person action game that focuses on mech customization. It's all about building your mech. And I do wonder if that's where the Souls-ish elements are going to come in, where it's very challenging to build the right mech that you need for each mission. Um, I don't know. That's just me guessing. Um, Boss battles are also a huge focus, and that's another angle of the souls franchise that sounds like it's going to creep in here i mean let's be honest like elden ring souls a lot of those games are really just kind of boss rush games and so mm. i do wonder if this game is going to end up being like that too where you're just taking on one gigantic mech after another which i think would be pretty flipping cool um and they've said the challenge is in assembling the right mech for each mission um it's being directed by Masaru yamamura he's also the the guy who led Sekiro so that's a good sign, which is one of my favorite from software games as far as the soul stuff is concerned. So I think it's looking pretty awesome. Do you think it's going to sell as well as like Elden Ring? No, I don't think anything yeah. they make is going to sell as well yeah, as me Elden either. Ring again. Yeah, But I think it'll do fine. I don't think fine. it has to. Yeah.
1: No, really, I, if you're expecting Elden Ring sales out of Armored Core, you're off in another world at yep. this point. It just doesn't work um, that way. But I'm sure it'll be fine. Probably more people will discover it. Did you see what the I just hope they make it clear to like the Souls fans that like this is not a Souls game. Mm. Like you're not going to find a big world to explore in a me- you know this is a mission based you know flight sim basically yeah. I mean, it's you know it's not it's not what you'd be expecting if you were introduced to From With Dark Souls.
0: Yep. Um yeah, I, what do you think the general consensus was though among fans? Were they into it like online? Uh, they seem to be but I think there's a lot of misconception about what it might be
1: and so I think that's why they from has been so forthcoming about They like, have been. It they've is, been you know, willing to share. A, we are not souls borning the the armored core games. This is an armored core game.
0: Okay. Uh, next up Wild Hearts. Which is a Monster Hunter clone from EA and Omega. I
1: thought this was Monster Hunter for a second until I realized it looks too good to be Monster it's Hunter. It's
0: coming from EA and Omega Force. Omega Force usually does all the Dynasty Warriors games for Koei Tecmo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, somehow EA has managed to hire them. Yeah, like, I, don't that out. I, don't I, like, I don't know how that works. I don't either. I don't know how that works. This game, is we've known about it for a few months now. You're not a big monster hunter guy. I hate. Neither monster am hunter, I. Dude. I play one every like five years, and I'm good. Like I don't need yeah, to I play just, anymore. I'm like, definitely I, I, not a nothing, fan of the genre. There's
1: nothing about it that what shouldn't interest me. You know, it's, it's going to, to fight things and get their pieces and build new things out of the pieces. Like that's a thing I generally enjoy. But like, I just find monster hunters combat to be clunky and slow and annoying. And I mm-hmm. never have gotten the rhythm of it down. And I also don't like kind of there's uh, certainly world early on had a whole thing about teaching how to hunt stuff and you were like chasing down like injured dinosaurs and killing them there's just, just nothing pleasant about any of it to me it doesn't 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 do it for me like like that's my big you know that's my big major super high
0: selling popular series that I just do not get or participate in I enjoy that's playing what? it once every five years and yeah. after that I'm good like it's, it's a certain thing and it's like once I get a taste of it and I enjoy yeah. it for 20 or 30 hours I'm and that's my quota, and I'm ready to move on and wait for the next one five years later. Yeah, for me, it's just like I've, I've just learned. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I know I don't like these. Like,
1: even yeah. about, they look cool. Like, there's a bunch. Of, you know, when the, the Iceborne thing came out, I was like, it looks really neat. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to bother. I did like the Stories yep. game, Stories
0: 2, uh, outside of the Monsty thing. Oh, right. Ugh. Yeah, I, I like the Monster Hunter Stories 2 as well. Um, this comes out on February seventeenth, so not long to wait. And it wasn't; it was just announced not that long ago that's either. Bold. So it's one of those games with a very short marketing oh, cycle. It's a bold release window. It is. It's. I mean, it's bold for EA to release yeah. a monster, monster Hunter clone. <laughs> it's so out of their. But their also comfort in the middle zone. of that
1: firestorm of right releases, like that's.
0: Yeah, I wonder if this will get lost in that shuffle. It will. We'll cover it on Game Face, but it will probably will get lost in the shuffle. Uh, next up, the game. It seems like nobody cares about Matt. Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm-hmm. This was like one of the least watched trailers from all the Game Awards on mm-hmm. YouTube. Also, by the way, on Sifted it was probably the least watched of all the big trailers from the Game Awards 22. Why do you think people are not interested in this? I don't know. It's really weird because I am. Maybe it doesn't look stupid enough. I am more excited for this than I have been for the this last looks, like three or four final, maybe five Final Fantasy games.
1: This looks more interesting than what they've been doing. Yeah. Yes. Also, it's by the Final Fantasy fourteen team, most specifically some of the writers of the good expansions that everybody you know gushes
0: about. Yep. So, have you noticed that there's only one person in combat in this in every trailer so far? Yeah. There's a never yeah. a party. You think if that's the way it is, or do you think that I they're just know. they're holding that stuff? I don't know. It's shocking to me to see Final Fantasy and not have like five comrades on the battlefield with you. It's more like Devil May Cry. Like some of the combos and the juggles and the air stuff that they show in this is straight out of Devil May Cry.
1: I mean, they've been kind of edging that direction for Final a long May time. Cry.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Devil May Fantasize.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's um it looks completely out of the comfort zone of Final Fantasy, which is why I'm excited for it. But it seems to be doing the opposite for everyone else. It also seems to be going back to like normal fantasy and not this weird like alternate dimension that Final Fantasy has been living in for the last like decade.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have the weird magitech no. element to it, which
0: I yeah, I love that. Thank God of, it's gone. Of tired of that, yeah. I'm done. I'm good to go. Like I don't. I don't want never to ever play another Final Fantasy like that. I want them to go back There's to this.
1: Shots of, of groups of them. Doing stuff, but it, I I don't know if there's any.
0: None of the combat ever shows them fighting there's, together. There's two of them in there. She was standing
1: there. They're standing there, but I don't know how much she know, never. Fights. I can't imagine that with Final Fantasy Remake being what it was that they would move away from a party system
0: for this. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, but I don't know. This trailer, I think this trailer looks awesome. I think this game looks awesome. I don't know why people aren't excited for this game.
1: It's just know. floating under the radar. It's coming I ma- out. I imagine a big chunk of the Final Fantasy fan base just wants remake two at this point. I guess, like get, on, like, get on with it, which I understand. I I would certainly rather
0: play this. Yeah, it's coming like, out on June twenty second. June's getting to be a big deal. Yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. It'll be there'll be real E three June this year as well. At least I hope so. Mm-hmm. It should be. Um, <coughs> yeah, I think it looks great. Gets back to the more traditional fantasy roots. I, I don't know why people. Are just not into it, but I am. For the Uh, first time in a long time, I'm excited for a Final Fantasy. I remember the beginning
1: of this year, and very delusional people seem to think it was coming out this year. Well, because they said it was, they lied. They they also said that
0: we were going to see it last year, and we didn't. Well, remember they said it was done, (laughs) and they were just like polishing the game like Mm -hmm. earlier this year. So people were just like, okay, well then it should be coming. Nope. I'll say this, they're giving enough time to polish the damn thing. <laughs> it should be nice and polished by the time it finally comes out. But I mean, at least they might learn something then. I mean, you want to talk about unpolished, let's talk about Final Fantasy Fifteen.
1: Yeah, which was basically broken at launch. You're right, maybe they're also learning. You, buy Final F- you play Final Fantasy Fifteen. you are not playing the game that was released. No, you're right. At launch. They yeah, you're right. They patched it's a that, completely different they game. They patched now. that so completely
0: it's unrecognizable now. Not quite cyberpunk levels, but close. No, but it's up there. It is. Like, it's in that same class for sure. But I don't know why y'all aren't excited for Final Fantasy 16, but Shane's sitting here saying he is, and he never says that about Final Fantasy ever. So maybe go back and take a look at it. I think the game looks hot. And I would rather play that than the Final Fantasy 7 remake part 2 any day of the week. Well, same, but I don't think we're. We're in the minority. (laughs) We are definitely in the minority on that one. Uh, So there you go. Those are all the big reveals from the Game Awards 2022. And then obviously at the end, Elden Ring wins Game of the Year. You're 100% okay with that, Matt? Sure. I don't have any major arguments against it. Um, And I think the reason I feel that way mostly is because they did make some changes to the game to make it so that more people could enjoy it which is something that they had refused to do with its franchises in the past. And it finally caved and was like, okay, let's see if we can make a game that more than just our four or five million hardcore fans will enjoy. They did it, and they did. Even I did. I enjoyed parts of playing Elden Ring. I'll never finish it, and I probably only got halfway through it. And I'll probably never go back and play it again. But I played way more of this than I ever have of a From Software game. There yeah, were
1: a lot of people disappointed that there was no DLC shown. Yeah. People I could get that. I don't think there's going to be DLC in this game. I don't either. I don't either. Yep. I think it's
0: enough as it is. I I'm halfway through it. I've, I'll never finish the game, like, ever, I don't think. So and there's a lot of people like me that are in the same boat. Like they enjoy the art and the setting and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, if I had paid for the game, I wouldn't have regretted it. Like I wouldn't feel like I hadn't got my money's worth or anything like that. So um, I'm totally cool with it winning game of the year. There wasn't really a standout game. Um, and as I said, Matt and I will get into our game of the year winners and all the different categories and genres and everything on Friday. Right here at twitch.tv slash siftedgames at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. So there you go. According to the Game Awards, Elden Ring Game of the Year for 2022. Alright. It's time to give a letter grade for the Game Awards 22. What's your letter grade, Matt? I'm going to go like a B-. minus. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember what I gave the show last year. I I, I don't remember. Because I definitely want to give it a higher score this year. So whatever I gave it, my grade is whatever I gave it last year plus like Two fractions. So if I gave it a B- minus last year, I'd give it a B- plus this year. So two steps up. Because I feel like they improved a lot of things in this. I feel like they gave away more awards, which is something that we wanted. Um, I feel like they cut the show down, which was something that we definitely wanted. Um, but they kept all the good stuff in there that we've liked in prior years. So I think Jeff did a good job. Um, I think the show could still be way shorter which is why it's still not going to get an A from me. It's still way too long, in my opinion. Um, And they can still chop out a lot of filler that's in the show. Uh, But I guess I feel in general, like the show continues to slowly become better year after year. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, like I worked on the Spike Video Game Awards for like seven years in a row, and I could not say that about the Spike VGAs. Like I could not say that year after year they gradually got better. Because they're... There were years where the executives would come into the meetings and just upend the tea table, and the show would be worse, and there's nothing Jeff and I could do about it. Now that Jeff is 100% in control, it should get better every year, and to me, it has gotten better every year. So, Well, it's certainly no VGX. No. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so congratulations to Jeff. I'm hoping he made a lot of money and profit off of the show. He works really hard on it every year, and I think ultimately he did a pretty good job of putting it all together. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's two thumbs up from us for the Game Awards 22, but there's still room to improve for next year. All right. You gave cool. last year's as C+. Plus okay, so a C plus that gives me a B. A B. Yeah. Mm. So up two steps. Yep, that's right. It was a B for me. Solid B. Thank you for digging that up vincent i appreciate it uh okay let's move on we're gonna talk next about the only game that matt and i both played this week and this was also tertiary to the game awards because one of the big announcements
1: at the during the game awards
0: yep one of the big announcements at the game awards was it square enix's next gen and it is ps5 only action rpg Forspoken. there was a demo that launched live during the show and as it turns out it was a pretty beefy demo. I got, th- I ended up squeezing a lot of time out of this demo. Now, you could just plow through it and get through it pretty quickly. But if you poked around the open world and didn't take on the final mission, you could squeeze a lot of time out of this. There was all kinds of objectives and things to do strewn around the open world in this demo. Now, you could just go from waypoint to waypoint. And in that case, you could finish the whole demo in 30 minutes-ish. Mm-hmm. Um but I went back, and it also saves, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but you can go and like load up a save from this demo and start in the open world again, and after going through all the main missions, I ended up playing another 40 minutes to an hour of this, just messing around and finding other missions out in the open world. It is an open world game. It has all the trappings of an open world game. There's, like, areas, there's things that you activate that reveal sections of the map. There's a lot of Assassin's Creed in this, um, I think. What, what are your kind of overarching opinions of this, Matt? Um, well, I finished it, and that was
1: enough. Um, I did not find the open world very compelling. Um, I don't think I fully understand all the mechanics of some of it. I feel the combat,
0: like, clunky. Yeah, like, I, trying to figure it out. I don't know if it's the combat's clunky. Trying to figure out how it's supposed to work was a challenge for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's going to be better if you're onboarded... Um, by playing the full game from the beginning. Everything's sort of introduced in order. Because mm-hmm. this, you're sort of like, you got all the, the, the gear and the, the crafting stuff, which doesn't really make a lot of sense uh, off the bat. Uh, the, the skill trees, there's two different schools of magic, and you're not sure which one is which or which you should you focus You have like on. two
0: personas. You have
1: like her. And yeah, her this this a set is... of magic and a different set of magic. And she's just
0: some girl from Brooklyn. Yeah. And she talks like some girl from Brooklyn and talk about swearing yeah. This game drops the F-bomb like every other word. Her vo- her voiceover while she's doing stuff, she just says, fuck, constantly. Yeah. Constantly.
1: I mean, so do I.
0: But so, it, it's so, odd. It's odd, though. Like, this is a game made in Japan. But they've they've actually done a pretty good job of nailing the character as far as, yeah, it, yeah, yeah right she's here, a girl you, from Brooklyn.
1: Like, <laughs> like, you also have evidence here of, like, hey, like... You can make Square can make a game where everybody doesn't sound like a weirdo. Yeah, it's true. Like it's Yeah. It all feels very natural. Yeah? Like that's all you got to do. It's like you got to make everybody talk like people.
0: Yeah. The combat going back to it is a little weird. So you you generally select your range of spells and then your specific spells, usually mm-hmm. the shoulder buttons. So you hold both R1 and L1 and that that lets you switch between her two personas. And the more mystical persona has fire magic and then her as the Brooklyn girl has this like projectile style magic. And then mm-hmm. with with e- within each of those magic classes, then you can hold is it R2 or L2 uh R2 I it's, think.
1: It's both I think cuz one
0: Oh, R2 is the attack,
1: so it can't be that. R2 is one of the is the attack and then you hold L two is a modifier, and then you can use one of the other two attacks that way. Because like there, I had like I was using the fire magic mostly, and so I had like one. I think square when I was holding L two would cause her to to do like a dash, like a, yeah. like a powered dash, and then the, I think it was it was uh, triangle or 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 X. I can't remember. Would cause like this giant firewall. Yep. So there's all. <laughs> I mostly just use those and the fire spear. Attack! Yeah, it exploded when you hit somebody with it. That was a very effective one, even against people that were not vulnerable to it. I thought.
0: Yeah. So the reason I'm, I say I haven't really figured out the combat yet is because in this game you you have to hold these buttons and it's like a wheel that pops up and you're selecting from the wheel, but the game doesn't stop while you're doing it.
1: Yeah, it goes to slow mo basically.
0: You have a, it gives you a little bit of a reprieve while you bring it up, but enemies can still attack you. So it's not like this thing that you can hot swap on the fly. Like I just never. Got comfortable with it, like swapping between all the abilities and the different Mm -hmm. spells that I had. I think
1: that would probably be it would be easier to be comfortable with it if you'd played it from the beginning and sort of were adding abilities as you went. And so you'd already know where the old abilities were and as opposed to like learning where six things are all at once.
0: I mean, this actually had a pretty good tutorial in it.
1: It did, but it didn't onboard you with like
0: where everything was very properly. That's true. Like, or I how think... the flow was supposed to work. Like, It's like, hey, hold this button, and these spells will come up. It's like, okay, great, but how do I do that in the heat of battle to make it feel smooth? Or maybe you just can't. Maybe that's a, something wrong with this game that they've... Yeah, I don't know. The the, the combat, it felt either... There was an
1: elements of it that felt either incomplete or like I was missing something. I agree. Um... And I don't know. I can't tell which. Neither. Um, same with it. With this like kind of traversal, like magic parkour thing. Like it felt very like stop and go Me in too. a way that didn't feel like how it was supposed to be. And I felt like I was missing something. With now, was just
0: so you guys know, that. you hold circle and you you'll sprint and then automatically clamber over yeah. and jump over objects. I struggled as well to figure out like what was going to be automated and what I needed to do myself. As far and like watching the trailers for this game and how they were traveling with it was way different than how I was traveling. Mm-hmm. Like I looked awkward and weird, and you watch the trailers and they're doing like flips and they're like using like a hook shot and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, I look nothing like this when I'm playing the game. But I still really liked this game. It's really unlike anything I've ever played before. I mean, just the premise of it. Okay, here's this hipster from Brooklyn who's transported to this weird fantasy land, and they play on that, like, the whole time. Like, she's constantly cracking jokes, like, breaking the fourth wall. Like, what in the hell? What am I doing here? Like, who are these beings? Like, why do I have this weird... Bracelet that talks to me, and that the banter between her and the sentient bracelet that she wears—I found a lot of that writing to be funny and clever. Mm-hmm. But it does come down to at the end, the combat just doesn't feel great to me yet, Matt. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I, like we said, I don't know if I just haven't found like the magic to it, or like I think it's, a, it's. I mean, it's partly. I think it's just not
1: particularly. It's not particularly visceral combat um in terms of feedback and also like let's not forget this is the people that made final
0: fantasy 15 yeah like the combat is about as good as it's gonna get it probably is like Um, i'm assuming like so you it's crazy so you she has like it's an rpg but instead of leveling up like her sword or whatever you level up like her fingernails yeah like her painting the painting on her fingernails affects like her abilities and then she has is it cloaks Cloaks and fingernails. Like poncho cloak things and fingernails and a necklace are are basically... And you find new necklaces, and the necklaces are actually labeled in the open world in the map, so you can go and find them if you want to. And those necklaces give her brand new magic and different attacks and buffs and Mm -hmm. things like that. I didn't deal with too much of that just because you don't get to keep your progress. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, about this demo. Whatever you do in this does not carry over to the final game, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't start at the beginning of the game. Yeah, and they have said that, like... You know
1: the 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 waypoints and the quests you do in this are not indicative of of the you know the the base the five things they have you do in this uh, as sort of the the baseline quests. Those are not in the main game. Like, oh really? Yeah, they're like these, even these, the boss fight. No, they basically said like these are all just we we kind of came up with fairly generic examples of like examples of like a vertical slice. Like this mm. is not how the game is going to flow in in the final. And that, they said nothing's final. Combat's not final. Like there's. Yeah, you know, they're, they're they're still tweaking. It's not that everything.
0: far away. This game is coming out. Now. No, but this
1: but this demo is probably months and months old. It seems like they built this demo just for the yeah, demo. I would, I would bet that this what this whatever the the build that this demo is is stems from is probably from maybe February this probably. year. Probably, yeah.
0: It could have even been, like, a build that they had built for, like, a trade show that they decided to not. Yeah, it could be
1: anything. Yeah. We don't know yet how much this reflects the final game. I imagine it's not going to be, like, super different. But there might be, like, some quality of life shifts and stuff and maybe Mm -hmm. some, you know, this costs less than this now or this is not, you know, this does more damage than this or this
0: enemy is weak to this instead. You know, that kind of thing. Matt, this game has ray tracing. Yeah, it does. You could go and turn it on. And it is on in this footage, by the way. I could not tell the difference. No. It's a, I mean it's a <laughs> yeah. ray tracing is a subtle thing. It is. I could not tell that I had turned it on after I turned it on. I was like, it um, looks the same. But you can see um, there she has the ability to like sync the areas around her.
1: And ray tracing a lot of times is more of a um like you didn't notice but your brain did yeah. kind of thing. Like it's just there's, there's an element of just looking right that it adds that you maybe don't notice. I did do this part. I don't remember
0: So mission objectives, there was a bunch. Like if you start digging around. So there's a lot like this where you get to a location and there's a chest and you have to kill all the enemies in the area and then you can open the chest. Uh, There's other special missions that are just straight up horde modes where you're given like a set number of people that you have to defend. And the enemies pour in and they attack the people and you have to kill all the enemies before they kill X number of people. Uh, There was a boss fight. Um, Mm -hmm. What else was there? There was a puzzle. Did you stumble across the puzzle? What was the puzzle? There's like this. It's like a. It's kind of like a. A plate sliding puzzle. Like you come on this pedestal and you activate it and you. There's like these two like silver plates over top of this image. You have to slide the plates around to get them to line up right with. I can. I didn't solve it. I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how to solve remember. it. Remember. I. I'll be honest.
1: This. This demo kind of rolled off me. Oh really? Did you winner.
0: not enjoy it at all? I, I found it really refreshing. I, I found
1: it really underwhelming. Yeah. I just, I just thought. It, I didn't think it played very well i in terms of the combat the combat just didn't have a bite to it that i wanted it doesn't
0: the combat does not feel Um, i didn't yeah yeah, i
1: didn't feel like i knew my spells well enough to like know what i wanted to do with most stuff like it just on if i'm being completely honest this almost made if almost made me think like oh maybe i don't want to buy this game really like i i thought this was a very underwhelming demo. Especially as as someone who's, you know, obviously I've been looking forward to this. I, I, you know, this has been one of my, you know, games that I've been sort of like, you know, by definition was interested in. And I, I mean, I'll still play it, but like I, this did not impress me at all. I, th- I thought it was weird and empty and confusing. And the enemy... Anim- the enemy designs are actually pretty cool when you look at them in, like, the database They're thing. insane. But, like, <laughs> yeah. in-game, they're just all blobs of black and gold. Like I, yeah. I, I can't Hard tell see the, the difference detail. between any of them. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, is that a zombie or a... Who, and also, in the end, who cares? Unless it can fly, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm just going by whether I'm hitting them and whether it's as vulnerable or resistant. And this is like... It just... It had that same
0: feeling of Final Fantasy 15's open world where none, nothing mattered. I don't disagree with anything of any of what you just said I, I've just reached a point where I've played so many flipping video games in my life that mm-hmm. anything that feels different hits different that, for I mean me. that is kind of the thing
1: that's saving grace is like it's like okay I do want to see how she gets there and how she initially reacts to this world and what this world is like and what they do with her and what she wants to do and how she ends up in the situation. And like, you know, there's more of a narrative interest to me there. I did like her in the, in the bracelet bantering with each other. Some mm-hmm. of that was funny. Yeah. The writing is
0: surprisingly um, good for yeah. a Japanese game. I was surprised. And, um, but like in general, like
1: I'll also say that her, her cloaks, like poncho things all look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Unlike Jedi, it's yeah order. that's a good point um, this, is, this is how you do ponchos right <laughs>
0: folks um put that bullet point on the back of the box i like that aspect. i like <laughs> Does the, you know, ponchos right yeah. game face
1: <laughs> and i like that aspect i like that those are cool and the and the, yeah. the nail the painting your nails is an interesting way to kind of give her some character in terms of what would be important to her Yep. um and what would kind of determine how she's dealing with the uh, you know the powers and, and her abilities. This is also a weird part. I'm just like, well, what do you want me to do? I guess I guess hit it. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It, it took me
1: it, a second. It, it kind of has a thing. You know, remember what I said about Fallen Order earlier, where it had that thing where everything felt a little paper thin. It this feels like that to me. It, yeah. It feels like feels like the systems are about to unravel if I do the wrong <laughs> thing. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's not a, a game killer by anything. You know, there's an element of that to. Uh, the, uh the between mission stuff in midnight suns and I love Mid- midnight suns and mm-hmm. part of that is because midnight suns has in fact unraveled on me a couple of times yeah but I just I was really hoping this would be um I don't know a little more I, I was hoping it would have a little more bite a little more traction to it and how it played and it doesn't
0: and like it, it I agree the gameplay to me was the thing I liked the least yeah and I am a gameplay first guy so that's a big concern for me but I I liked everything else. And it's an interesting, you know, this is an,
1: this is, you know, what would be called an isekai um, you know, where someone gets zapped into another world and yeah. has to kind of deal with the consequences of that. But you don't see that from a western perspective very often. No. Yeah. And they clearly have a lot of western input on this and this, you know, it's a, it's an American character getting, you know. And that's an interesting take on the on the on that kind of well-worn genre. It means a well-worn genre in manga and, and anime at this point. It's not really done much in western stuff. Um, Land of the Lost, Land of the Lost. Um, <laughs> when We were growing up. Alice in Wonderland, yeah, isn't is, an, is an isekai, technically, yep. um, but it's not really the focus. Yeah, of Yeah, it's a not lot a big deal in America. It really isn't like it is in Japan. Yeah, so so it's yeah, yeah. So you're right that it is like it is a new take on something that we don't see all the time, especially in AAA games. Yeah. So because um, even even in Japan, Isekai stuff tends to be like visual novels, smaller right. scale things. Yep. Um, whereas this is, I mean, this is about as big as it gets, really. I mean, it's, the, it's a Final Fantasy team working with major, you know, like Amy Hennig and I think Gary Widow was involved with some of this at one yeah. point. Like, I mean, you know, The writing.
0: Like, yeah. Which you can see. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can tell he worked on this game because his writing is great and the writing in this is good. Um, so I'm intrigued by this. I agree. I don't disagree with anything you said, by the way. Like, I agree with pretty much everything you said. It just didn't affect me or bother me as much as it seemed to bother you. Yeah, it's just, it's not,
1: it's, yeah, I'm still interest intrigued, I guess is the right word. But, like, because it is weird. It, it is, is weird. certainly yeah. a different take on a lot of things. Yeah, And it's probably a testament to that, that, like, you know, everything in this demo wasn't instantly Figure outable. Yeah. Like, it's by, true. you know, it's, not, it's like, there it was a bunch of stuff. So I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's I've seen a skill tree before, but I don't really remember seeing one that worked like this. Yeah. Kind
0: of thing, yeah. You know? We didn't even go through all that stuff, but the skill tree in this is um, meaningful, yeah. I guess is the best way I could put it. Every single entry on the skill yeah, tree. Yeah. It's a,
1: it's a very interesting mix between like kind of the Skyrim style of use the thing to level it up mm-hmm. and like do a quest to level it up. Yeah. It's kind of both of them combined. And here and, you're
0: getting a look at it, actually. Yeah.
1: And then you have to use your your like, the mana you've collected to decide what to upgrade. But first, you have to kind of accomplish an objective with that yep. spell yeah. to prove you've mastered it, sort of thing. Yeah, I like it's it. An interesting angle to it. And after a while, it, I mean, it took me a while to figure out how to even get make progress because I'm like, I was I thought this spell was that spell, and that right. I didn't know how to use it or what to do with it or what what it meant when it said charge up and do this thing. But eventually, you kind of piece it together. And I think that will be less of an issue if you're playing the game from the beginning because you'll know. You'll know your arsenal better as it's slowly introduced to you, as opposed to just like you know, you get what like probably eight spells thrown at you at
0: the yeah. already at this. And you're just like, okay, right well, out, out of the on. gate, you know,
1: yeah. I don't even know what I like. Level it's level a little effective. overwhelming.
0: This demo for sure, yeah. So, Sinotek is asking, did you experience the cringy dialogue some of the trailers showed? No, I mean we were just talking no, about how we I both like the writing.
1: Yeah, I didn't find any. I mean, I didn't think. The I don't dialogue, know that I found the. Trailer's I didn't think cringy. the dialogue in the trailers was particularly cringy. Anyway, yeah, so. I didn't
0: either. So maybe just a difference of opinion. I mean, there. I
1: played Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know what cringy dialogue sounds like. That, to
0: me, was cringe the whole way through. But everyone has their own tastes and their own things that they like or they don't like. Um, yeah. But uh, the game's also very pretty. I mean, if yeah, you've been able to tell pretty. from the B-roll, like it's a, a technically impressive and a very pretty game. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I am just kind of gawking and just checking out the world. But um, Yeah,
1: there are little pockets. of. It. I do think it's a lot of it's a little samey yeah but like there's the little pockets of it there's like oh that's really nice yep but again you're kind of maybe you're seeing what i mean like all the enemies just seem to be kind of you don't black. even see them half the time they're, they're just kind of hanging dark. out like yeah. <laughs> just like hiding in the grass like waiting to pop out the only ones with it had like real personality to me were the giant crocodiles yeah and the boss you fight here but like yeah. even that is like an adaptation basically a feathery adaptation of one of the wolf things you already have fought
0: the boss's animation is also terrible
1: yeah it, 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 it feels like it was You know, like they said it probably feels like it was just something they slapped in to like give you a big boss fight yeah
0: and that's it's cool i mean you learn kind
1: of how maybe a boss fight might work in this and it is you know there's an there's a puzzle element to it in the sense of like which spells to use to keep him off guard and you can like you know hit turn him, him, him over hit him yeah hit turn him over with enough damage from his from the thing he's weak to. and
0: now you're seeing you, that what we we're talking about with how you hold yeah. the shoulder buttons to access your different spells you're seeing that right now and again, you can see the whole world's going on while yeah. you're fiddling around you can, with it.
1: You can toggle that though. You can you can set it to freeze. Yeah. If you
0: want. Oh you can. Yeah. You can set it for the world to freeze while yeah. you... you can you can make it just stop. Oh, time I didn't see that. Want. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good to see. Square, uh, Square learned that years ago, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> Um, But I had fun playing this. And again, it was completely different and unique. And if you're someone like me who's been playing games a long time and you kind of gravitate towards new ideas or new concepts, I think this is one to keep an eye on, certainly. This is also the first point in the whole demo where I actually had to restore any health. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, You can tap down and you restore health. And it looks like you...
1: This is my guess on this, but it looks like you are consuming one of the bracelets on the sentient bracelet every time you do that. It seems like it, yeah. Because I, I can't tell if that's really what's happening, but like I couldn't figure out where the, where the charges came from. Yeah, that's cool because I think that's what are, <laughs> those charges are. Because at oh. one point when I did it, like the bracelet says something like "I've got a few more in me" or something like that. And I'm like, am I using up the bracelet <laughs> as I do that? Looking like for some awkward conversations
0: <laughs> inside the game. Um, when you down an enemy you can do the, the hit triangle and do the yeah you learn that certain spells will topple enemies yeah. over and let you unload on them and, and you can, when you when you down an enemy you can hit triangle and do a, a kind of a finisher yeah like a finishing move them. yeah yep yeah. Um. I had fun with this I agree with most of your points though and your criticisms that you have I pretty much have them too but again it just feels yeah. like something different and unique so I'm gonna yeah, keep I it over mine and give it a go.
1: go like I you know looking online like the this demo doesn't seem to have done this game any favors uh judging by reaction to it online
0: well it seems like most people are not enjoying it like um mellow pintor i was excited to play this demo when it was released in 45 minutes this thing bumped me off the hype wagon well it only lasts 45 minutes so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how you could have gotten any more out of it honestly because um, that's you could really finish the demo in like 30 minutes if you really just plow through the mission objectives Uh, But it sounds like most people are like, eh, there's parts of it I like. There's other parts that I didn't like. Um, Minority Games says Amy Hennig wrote this. Again, that explains a whole lot. (laughs)
1: She worked on it. I don't know if she wrote all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we know exactly who wrote what or how much of what on this
0: yet. Um, Ashes in the Hourglass. If you want different, go play weird indie games. You're not going to get experimentation in AAA. That's exactly what we're getting with this. It's literally exactly what this is. Like, it's about a girl in Brooklyn who gets sent to this bizarre world.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is. I, mean, I can definitely see the the pedigree of the combat and this kind of coming from the Final Fantasy fifteen tradition of suck. Um, of suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you can see you can see that like that's sort of like where it it is stemming from. There's some there's some Final Fantasy fifteen here. There's some Kingdom Hearts here. There's mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of that. There. But it is different. Like they're they're trying something here. Yeah. Absolutely. Not just in setting and, and narrative, but in terms of, like, how she fights and what she does. I will say that, like, you know, while I don't fully understand the uses of all the spells, they all are very dramatic and feel, like, feel powerful. Like, even if they don't seem to do anything half the time. Yeah. But, like, you know, the effects for all of them are very... There's nothing that's, like, you know, one of the... I, I've compared this to Infamous in the past because I think some of the some of the shooting looks like it, where she holds her hand up and shoots the little rocks out. It reminds yep. me of Infamous. Yeah. I will say that so many of Infamous's powers had very underwhelming like Agreed. results. Yeah. And that did not feel like the case here. Everything feels big and yeah. bold and and, yep.
0: and there. Agreed. So they still have some time to cook in the oven or bake in the oven, as it were. Um, so we'll see what the end product looks like. But it hasn't turned me off enough that I'm not excited to check out the final product. I guess mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. But at the same time, it also wasn't this thing where I was like, "Oh my god, I I can't put this down. I I can't wait till we get the final yeah, game."
1: This, this more, I guess, more. This was this demo kind of made me feel like, okay, so now I uh, my adjust my expectations are readjusted so that when it comes out in January, I'm not. I I know how excited to be yeah and it's not as much <laughs> as excited know, as i would hope yeah, i'm gonna take that down a couple pegs yeah and that'll probably it's probably maybe better but I, again not a great height builder in this demo i don't think it, yeah it doesn't seem to have and again part of that might just be throwing people in the deep end to some degree on this it, it, it's it's a hard thing to it's felt hard to pick it up and understand sort of the progression of how you're supposed to be introduced to all this it's gonna sell horribly i would think
0: that's probably the case i don't know how you market this and in- convince people to buy it
1: i don't know i mean I'm, i would advertise the way they've been doing Callisto protocol where you run trailers in theaters and on tv and yeah. stuff and and focus on the narrative and how uh, unusual this the premise is yeah that, that would be how I'd that's
0: do. what i would focus on for sure uh, i still don't know if it's going to be a sell to people i don't know i really don't know i, I think it will it does kind of have
1: that part of january to itself
0: so that's true maybe but
1: like yeah it's gonna be the first big game post christmas really yeah but like i don't know i really don't know yeah
0: won't be long we'll be talking about it again so stay tuned next up last topic for today's show things go fast we're gonna talk about a game that i have been playing the last couple days that i have all these q4 games on my hard drive every big game has come out from the last three months or whatever even just the last month and a half I have all of them. They're all just sitting there waiting for me to just select the icon and start playing. And there's this other game from 2017 that I got a code sent to me for. And since I got it, I have not wanted to play anything else. And that is The Witcher 3 Complete Edition for next gen. Place I've been playing it on PlayStation 5. And I booted it up and I started playing. And I could not stop. I got hooked right yeah. back into The Witcher 3 again. It yeah. is... It's because it's one of the best games ever made. It really is. It really is. And even all this time later... And look, you'll start seeing in the B-roll here. There are elements it, of This game. game came out this the last time Rocksteady made a game. <laughs> it, well, look, there are moments in this game where you can tell it's from 2017. There's just little things that games have changed and tweaked mm-hmm. over the last five or six years that this game doesn't do any. In part
1: because this game was influential to so many
0: it's true. developers. I mean, it shows you how far ahead of the curve it was when it came out, mm-hmm. that it hasn't been lapped yet. And I just got sucked into this game and just started playing again. Mm-hmm. And now I'm already like 12 hours into The Witcher 3 again, and I'm like, I can't do this again. I know you do it all the time. You go no, back I'm, and play. i will to do it again. <laughs> I I've, will done not- this, I've done this three times. <laughs> and I'm going to do it a fourth now. That's... <laughs> Our game of the year, unanimously from 2017, The Witcher 3. Matt and I were congruent on that, and now that I'm playing it again on the PlayStation 5, we were 1,000 percent right. This game is still amazing after all this time. Um, playing it on PlayStation 5, well, you're looking at the B-roll. Like it's, it looks good, but. You can tell it was made, like, a while ago still, I guess is the best way to put well, there's
1: it. There's only so much you can do without remaking it. Without it remaking the game, yeah.
0: But it is amazing how all that stuff was there back in 2017. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't quite see it well, very well.
1: Added a, you know, the combat's different now. They've, they've uh, Everybody's ripping on the combat in the game. Combat in this game's fine it's fine it's, fine. it's, not, it's, it's still not, not great it's not great but honestly you're not there for that yeah like it's, the world and the characters and the, and the story and all that stuff are way more compelling than the combat would ever be well that's what got but me combat, wrapped up but the combat is better now because they've taken a bunch of mods that the community made including one guy who now works for them and have incorporated
0: that into the update the combat is very very tweaked now You want to know what, to me, separates this game from so many other open-world action RPGs, which really has become like just the video game now in 2022, Mm -hmm. which is why we had the discussion earlier about why people are trying to splinter off all these games and say they're not RPGs, because everything is an RPG now. But what this does differently from all the other ones is that you can go off the beaten path and ignore the main quest line and, one, not realize it, But two, be totally fine with it because the stuff off the beaten path in this game is so effing good. Mm -hmm. The way every character in this game is written and voiced and just – it just immerses you into this believable world. You believe every character you run into. You believe every scenario that you're presented with. You believe every creature that you come into contact with. It just – everything feels so real because of how they flesh everything out with how – Characters are written. That's really what it comes down to. Like, you bump into these people. You'll just run into some dude. you go into a, a hut that you're not
1: supposed to be in. As Everyone a- in the chat saying the combat is bleh, play it on a harder difficulty. Mm. That's what you don't understand. The combat, you move it up to Death March, and you tell me that combat is bland. It is not. Once you have to use the alchemy and have to, like, figure out what you need to coat the blade with and how to deal with, like, each enemy because of you, you don't have the power to just knock them out with your normal sword and you have to, like, use your, all your abilities... Combat's not blah. You're just playing it on normal.
0: Uh, Minority Game says cyberpunk is better for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love shooters, bro. You know, You guys know I love shooters. I mean, I've been wrongfully called like a Call of Duty fanboy for years and years. I love shooters. So you would think that I would agree with you. I do not. I think you are one million percent wrong.
1: No, I, I don't understand how someone calls The Witcher three bland and not Cyberpunk. cyberpunk Everyone I talked,
0: everything I just like what talked. What you just
1: about. said about the side, like the
0: side content going off the
1: beaten path, exactly. like that's Cyberpunk's
0: problem. Exactly, there's none of that. That's why it's it's a it's a shade of this game in, mm. in its best day. This game, I'm telling you, play it again. Go back and play it again, and watch how quickly. You get wound up into the characters and the plot and the subplots and the bit characters and the world. This game does everything better than Cyberpunk 2077 except combat. And even me as a combat first guy, the other stuff that this game does better is just overwhelming compared to games like Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Like, and the combat in Cyberpunk is not particularly good I mean, either. The guns feel fine. Like they don't feel bad, they don't they're feel fine, great. They're not they're like not Destiny amazing. good or Call of Duty good.
1: And this this sword, st- I use a katana mostly in that game. No. And it's I mean, it gets first the job person done, combat's but. always gonna be.
0: That's
1: <laughs> so just like you the just, way it, just, it is. You, I can kill five guys before the fucking
0: slow mo runs out. It, it, that game's boring most of the time. I mean, I like Cyberpunk twenty. I just said earlier in the show that I really liked it. Yeah, I don't. But this game it. is like one of the best games ever. I do not put mm. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven into that class. You know, you know,
1: my big question is is like. Because they're remaking the first one, you know, that we know that there's a yep. ri- or, you know, Rise of the White Wolf or whatever the hell, that's, that's, that's the thing that's happening. Yep. Once that's done, they're going to have the next-gen version of this, they're going to have that, and then Witcher 2 is going to be the odd man out. It makes me wonder what they're going to do with Witcher 2, because Witcher 2 is a very odd duck.
0: No, by the way, I kept saying 2017, 2015, I had the yeah. dates mixed up. Yeah. It was like the first, it was our first game of the year at Sifted.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... it's Witcher Two is such a weird game compared to this, and what what the first one will probably the remake will probably yep. be because it's it's a smaller game, it's much more focused, it's very politically like you are basically you know it's called Assassins of Kings and mm-hmm. you are basically deciding the fates of about three nations in the course of the game. Yep, um, and it's just interesting. I wonder what if if and what they will do with Witcher Two because I have to imagine that you are going to want to sell this as the Geralt trilogy right over the course of the next two or three generations right yeah so like. I, i'm curious what witcher 2 holds in the future because that true. seems like uh it seems like the next step now in addition to whatever the fourth witcher game is which is probably going to be a, its own thing
0: yeah um technically now obviously a lot of the big thing here is that this is running on playstation 5 this also mm. has um ray tracing you can turn on and or off hard to see the difference yeah. for this as well
1: if you want to do 30 frames a second
0: yeah,
1: gonna be hard I'm not a frame rate person usually but i played this in 60 on pc and then i played it on xbox one uh xbox one x it was 60 on xbox one x just even, surprised. even compatible that way um they did a patch for that that was an actual like i remember microsoft that did that i can't remember mm-hmm.
0: but it's gonna it would be hard to go back to 30 for this all right so here's i played it on ps4 and i haven't played it since i played it when it originally came out and i finished the game and moved on and blah 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 Playing this now on PlayStation 5 and riding on the horse at full gallop and not having it turn into a slideshow Mm -hmm. is like a revelation. Running around, like I can't even put into words how different this game feels playing it on PlayStation 5 versus PS4. It is like everything, the combat, just talking to everything is snappier. And I am playing with ray tracing turned on, so I'm going quality instead of performance. And it does, every once in a while, it, mm-hmm. it does buckle here and there. It happens. I mean, there, there but been, not very often. No, there have been
1: tests even on PC. I mean, there are tests on PC. Like, there's part, especially Novigrad, is very, actually very CPU intensive. Mm-hmm. Especially with, the, apparently, with the new, the new, the, what they're doing with the new stuff is more uh, CPU. It used to be all GPU bound. Yeah. And this is more CPU. And apparently in Novigrad, even, like, super high-end cards now, they can be bottlenecked by the CPU mm. because because that, that's so. I would not. I'm not surprised that the consoles still are going to struggle. A bit. I mean,
0: look, but it's night and day. It's fine. Like yeah, it's still, it runs great. Ninety nine point yeah. nine percent of the time, like amazingly yeah. so.
1: But it's like, I mean, I've played this three times. I have played it on every platform except the Switch. <laughs> I, play, I played it through completely on PC when it came out, and then PS4 Pro when that became available, and then Xbox One X when I got that and. And realized it ran at 60 on that. I, I, play, I load up Again, less like Skyrim. I loaded it up to see what it looked like. And then 80 hours later, I had finished it. Yeah. So I will play it again here. Um, didn't go back to it for the Switch.
0: Sorry, not, not Shocker. Gonna, not going to do that. Well, that's much, the but. antithesis of this yeah. version. <laughs> it's like the frame rate bottoming out version versus this one. Um, again, don't forget. And it does have a new quest. Yep.
1: Like a like a thirty forty minute quest that is based yeah. around the the TV show,
0: and every quest matters in this game. Yeah. Like they're can, actually you, well written and thoughtful,
1: and like. and you can turn on the uh, the um, the Nilfgaardian armor style from the show if you hate yourself and your eyes. Oh really? Um, yeah, I didn't was, know that. You can you can toggle that to so they have that weird like folded ribbed black armor in uh, the show, yep. which I think is awful looking. So I I will not be doing that. But uh, there's a bunch of camera options. Like, you, yep. you have more of, like, Resident Evil 4 style over the shoulder. It's beautiful.
0: Like, it's, it's crazy how beautiful this game was already. And mm-hmm. now watching it in this fidelity, it just bumps everything up. Like, yep. you can
1: pick up... Uh, ingredients and herbs without stopping. Yep. That's a big deal. Yeah, that is open, a big deal. You used yeah. to open a window and you have to pick it. Now you can just like, he just does a little like hand motion and you just can grab it. As yeah. You walk there's
0: by. quality of life improvements in this. Yeah, That's the other thing to know. I mean, this is also
1: not part of the next gen update. I mean, that's beautiful. Update, Look at that. Yeah. It's always been a beautiful game. This is just, you know, bringing it up to standard uh, these days, which is good. I mean, keep it, keep it alive. I'm into it. Um, and like, what a, what a deal, even for the 50 bucks that the complete edition costs, like,
0: yeah, it's 50 like, bucks. It comes out tomorrow. Is that correct? Uh,
1: I mean, tomorrow's release date, It's it go, the, the update, if you already have it, the update goes live in 30 minutes on, oh, uh, perfect timing. on PC and uh, Xbox. And it goes up midnight local to whatever your local time midnight is on PS5.
0: Yeah. Um, they sent me a code for PS5, so that's what I've been playing. And it runs great. It is Pretty yeah. big, though. The file size was like 45 gigs, I think it was. Uh, it's
1: hard. 80 is, is my right. is my limit now. Yeah. Um, also, that's the only one with the haptic feedback.
0: Yeah, and controller. I will say that it's not great. I, I certainly didn't yeah, expect it's, that. It's there. Like You notice it every once in a while, but it's one of the worst implementations of it I've seen so far. It doesn't seem like they put a ton of work into it, which I don't blame them. This game is so huge. To go back and retrofit the whole thing with haptic feedback would be... Quite a project, so I understand why why they didn't. But yeah, don't um, don't go into this thinking like it's gonna change the game with the dull sense haptic feet. It doesn't. It's very, very subtle. Um, in fact, I noticed more of the noise coming from the controller than the actual like resistance when pulling the triggers and things like that, which is a little odd. Um, but I am hooked on this game again. I'm totally sucked into the world, and I've played this already, I've finished the game already. Now I'll say this: I have not played the dlc and that's something else we the should DLC's mention great. you can start this at the dlc they will mm-hmm. prefab a character for you that's at the appropriate level and they will just give you enough skill points to build the out yeah. that you want yeah, so th-
1: that that was uh the both dlc had that when they launched they're they're uh, they're very willing to let you just jump into the new content
0: and yep and you can do that here or when you when you start you can choose to play vanilla witcher 3 you could choose to play mm. Witcher three with the DLC, the two DLC packs built into it already, or you could choose to jump straight to either of the mm. DLC packs. Yeah, so, they're
1: very, they're very big on the options. Yep. Like, even, even the new camera, you can set the new camera style for every for camp, for combat, for exploration, for indoors, for for being on the horse, not being on the horse. Like, they, yeah, they, they added everything they could think of. They fixed a bunch of quests that had been broken forever. Um, there's a couple of quests that had bugs where like he gets make them uncompletable. Um, and those are all fixed now. And they even said that your saves, if you have saves where those quests are broken, they should work now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, they they you know, I will, gotta give CD Projekt Red that. that They, they, they work they, on they their stuff, man. They don't the give up. Every time.
0: I mean, look at what they've done with Cyberpunk. And they
1: always give it away for free. Like, they've yeah. always done that with the enhanced editions of The Witcher games. It's like, here's a free update.
0: I will say this, like, after playing this, like, there are lots of, elements of cyberpunk that are a step back oh yeah from this game oh, it's yeah. really hard to believe that I mean, cyberpunk I've... came so much later yeah but and I, th-
1: I think this lends itself to a lot of that more easily the Maybe. setting and the setting of the characters like cyberpunk is is a harder tougher nut to crack on that i think i give them credit on that in the sense that like i like i say like yeah the side quests and the side stuff and cyberpunk is not nearly as compelling as any of this I don't really have a solution to that. Like it's all the yeah. same stuff. Like there's there's not as much stuff happening in the cyberpunk world as there is here. Like you, you know you go off the beaten path and you find these peasants and they got a griffin problem. You can go you can go to the farm and see that you investigate the farm and like the, the griffin will oh, find the tracks. The griffin, well oh, the griffin's mad because this other thing happens. Cyberpunk doesn't. Oh, it have turns out that. his
0: wife was murdered. Right. And-
1: <laughs> yes. the, or the the, the, the griffin's That's mad because, about. because the eggs were stolen by the werewolf. But the werewolf is his daughter. And it's, it's like yeah. you know, you know, by the end of the side quest you're like, where am I? That's it's, what happens. In this yeah, game
0: it, and like i wish yeah. i had played this again before playing cyberpunk because it playing this now it shows me why i was so excited for cyberpunk yeah. because if it had all the stuff that this game has in a cyberpunk world it may have been the game of forever yeah and it reminded me too well, how so everybody was how so i watched the demo at e3 and how i got so wrapped up in it because i had played this game mm-hmm. and i was like man they can't do any of that stuff worse than they did it in The witcher three it's gonna be at least as good as or better and as it turns out i was wrong
1: now maybe you understand why i was a little
0: underwhelmed yeah by cyberpunk at the time because yeah, you I, had played it four I played times yeah. <laughs> i get it now yep <laughs> um so i i'm just gonna say if you have not played the witcher 3 go buy this it's probably the best game released in 2022 <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even like being a, a jerk i'm just being honest like if you've not played this game, I guarantee you, you fire this up, and within 90 minutes you'll be like, "Damn, Shane was the, right."
1: Yeah, I do like this better than anything that came out this year. I mean, that's, that's true, and it's
0: Even seven Elden years Ring old. Yeah, they're 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 not on par with this. Yeah, not for me. That's what I'm saying. So I was really impressed with this, and I'm I'm gonna fight now, not finishing this game again. because I, I just totally got sucked into it all over again, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't have that much to do with. The visuals They are better, and it runs way better than it used to, but it's not even about that. It's about all the intangible parts of video game development, and they just nailed it in this game. Like, it's, I don't know, it's hard to put into words. Even watching this B-roll, I could see where someone would sit there watching this show and be like, Shane is just losing his damn mind, what the hell is he talking about? I'm telling you, play it. Play it. I uh, buy it for fifty bucks. No one's going to regret it. If you even vaguely like RPGs, I guarantee if you buy this for fifty dollars, you will not regret it. I guarantee it. So, Witcher Three Complete Edition now available. Swell, starting tomorrow for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series. I can't recommend it enough. Um, there are a few rough edges here and there, but as Matt said, they have this game has gone through so many quality of life tweaks um and just cleaned up the code and various broken things in it it's the code is clean now it is absolutely worth your time in 2022 i highly highly recommend it any last words for that no we already know that you love the game yeah no Um, question there we've seen you gush over it before people are now seeing me gush over it for the first time in seven years because the last time i did it was in 2015 when we talked about it so um it gets really like my highest recommendation. I can't say it enough. I know it comes out of nowhere. It's Q4, and you're like, oh, but Shane, all these new games come out. I'm telling you, this is better than all of them. Mm-hmm. It just is. And it's gigantic, and it has two huge DLC packs in there. Like, you get your money's worth and then some. And so, the
1: DLC is really good. Yeah, like Blood and Wine is maybe better a better story than the main game.
0: I'm really interested to see what they do with the remake of the first. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there, too. There is. And but like, it needs... That, game is just TLC. even as someone who loves
1: the series and loved that first game and was a an advocate for it when it first came out and all that, that game is unplayable now yeah. it's just it's it's a it's so very clear you know it, it's 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 a modified version of the Neverwinter Nights 1 engine uh, it's, i mean unrecognizably so like you can't really call that the Aurora engine anymore but it's like it's just so hard to get through it now even if you love it it's just it needs an update and I'm very glad they're remaking it finally Because uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in that game that needs to be, and it's also a continuation. It explains what happened between the books and these games. And uh, you don't really need to have played 1 and 2 to play 3, I think, especially now if you've watched the series. And matter of fact, if you've watched the Netflix show, you are going to understand who Siri and Yennefer are way better than people who hadn't read the books would, but it did play 1 and
0: 2. It also changed this game for me, having watched the show. My appreciation for the characters are, is completely different now. And now seeing them in the light of the video game changes my perception of the game as well. Mm-hmm. So just all kinds of awesome stuff going on with this game. Uh, I highly recommend it. And I hope some of you guys will dive into it. Yeah. All right. It's time for Name That Game. But since this is the last normal episode of Game Face, because we're doing our Game of the Year awards on Friday, we're doing a double dip. We're doing two bouts of Name That Game on today's show. And I think I timed out the show okay. I think we're going to have enough time to do it and get in a little bit of Q&A at the end before we leave you guys for the holidays. So, two rounds of Name That Game. And I should bring up again that I still haven't heard from the person who won two weeks ago. So hit, hit me up and I'll get you your free game. Okay, so name that game. There may be some new people in chat that don't know how it works. It's very simple. I show you screenshots from a game and you try to guess what game it is. It's not complicated. A couple things, though, however. If you've won already this year, do not play. Don't guess. Don't do anything. Don't type anything in the chat. None of it. Two, if you tie, you're trying to beat Matt. You're trying to guess the name of the game before Matt. And if he guesses the name of the game and I look over and the the name of the game pops up in chat, you guys win all the ties. So that's pretty much how it works. The screenshots are obtuse at first, they become more obvious as they go. And again, there are five. Um, And I generally try to get you guys so you can't guess it until the fourth one. That's where I start to make it obvious. uh. So anyway, another thing too, chat is on slow motion mode, meaning you can only give a guess once every 60 seconds. So don't just start spamming the chat with your guesses. You're not gonna win. You can only put in one every 60 seconds. So make your guesses count. And with that, I think we're ready. Again, we have two episodes today. We're going to give away two free games. I forgot to mention that. If you win, you get a free game. A free video game. How can you hate that? All right. We are ready for the first image for the first round of Name That Game on Game Face, episode 324. Here we go. Hmm. Body Harvest, no. <laughs> now remember, if you've won, don't play. Don't guess. Don't do anything. Just sit back and chill and let everybody else have their fun. And by the way, in a couple weeks, everyone will be able to play again. Uh, Lost World, no. Dauntless, no. It Takes Two, no. Mass Effect 1, no. Control, no. Mario Odyssey, no. Two guesses for Mass Effect, no. Ratchet and Clank, no. Lost Planet, no. That's a good guess, Norx. Mm-hmm. Um, clip 20 PSO2. No. That's Fantasy Star Online 2. No. Sniper, Ghost Warrior Contracts 1. No. Super Mario Butts. No. Modern Warfare 2. No. Lesteved. You you can't just guess Star Wars. You have to guess the specific game. And I should have mentioned that too. You can't just guess a franchise. You have to guess the actual entry in that franchise. Uh, Mirror's Edge. No. Ice Climbers. No. Horizon Zero Dawn. No. Okay. We're going to Image 2. In 3. 2. 1. Battlefront 1, no. Good guess as well. God of War Ragnarok, no. The Rogue Leader? Rogue Leader, no. People aren't even guessing. Sneaky says it's easy, lads. I wish there was a way for people to like put in like a proxy guess that's hidden or something, and then when it's over they can reveal that they were right or wrong. Um, Fallout 3, no. Elden Ring, no. Star Wars Squadrons, no. Sea of Thieves, no. Death Stranding, no. AC Valhalla, no justin Horman. i just wanted to hear him say super mario butts <laughs> diablo 3 no star wars knights of the old republic 2 no all right we're going to image no, 3 we made it nothing to the in
1: star wars knights of the old republic 2 that's
0: that big <laughs> all right we're moving on to image 3 we made it to the third image that's good for me go oh, i recognize that
1: cylinder this
0: one should give it away You guys should be able to get it from this. A Playtale, no. Uncharted 2, no. Red Dead 2, no. You guys should be able to get it from this one. Look close, look hard. Rosencrantz, thank you for subscribing at tier one. Veritas just got it. Mm. Destiny 2, he got it. Congratulations Veritas, here's your round of applause. Good job, Veritas. This whole thing should have given it away. The lighting, the grass, the module in the top left. It should have given it away. Here's the last two images for Destiny 2. I'll make sure I'm not using one of the other ones here. Hmm. Destiny 2 is a, is a varied game. Yeah. It has... Its environments are so different that it could look like six different games but this image with the blue lighting is the look of destiny 2 and then here's the final image that i would have given you guys to give it away and there you can yeah. see there's your little orbital what are they called? what's it called again i don't remember i don't remember either but there's your little floaty where you come guy back to life at the beginning <laughs> yeah, of the game yeah. exactly on the left there that would have definitely given away so veritas once again a round of applause congratulations for winning name that game Uh, Send us a DM here on Twitch. You can send me a DM on Twitter at Dimfire. You can send Sifted a DM on Twitter Um, at Sifted Games. Or you can send me a message, a DM on Sifted. I am at Shane on Sifted. Okay. That's round one. Congratulations again, Veritas. You're a... I love it when I see dedicated people who I know have been watching our streams all along win. Actually,
1: Shora F said Destiny 2 first. Oh, he did? Right after Body Harvest. Are you kidding me? He was me? the first guess. How did I miss that? I don't know.
0: It was right after Emperor Dread said body harvest. I guess harvest. Veritas missed it too, or everybody did. Let me scroll up. and I'll put up the chat, actually, so you guys can see this. So you know we're not fibbing. Um, body harvest. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Shora. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Veritas. You're right. Shora won. I guess I never would have guessed that anybody would have got that from that first image. I mean, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Take a look at what he got that from.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you've stared at that that long enough, you would recognize
0: it, I guess. Really? I mean, I thought, like, the guesses for Mario were the better guesses. Because it no, looks
1: I, very low poly and, like... Nah, it's too realistic to be Mario, but, like... I mean, I recognize that. I I, there was part of me that was like, "Yeah, I know what that is," but I can't. It's like it's that tickle in your mind where you are like, "I've seen it. I know. I can't pull it out a thousand (laughs) times. I don't know why." Sure,
0: I'm so sorry, man. I don't know how I missed it. I guess I just never guessed in a million years that someone would get it from the first image, and you were the only one that did because there were what thirty or forty guesses on that first image, and none of them were right, but his, and he got it immediately as soon as he saw that snow. It's really insane. This game blows my mind. Every week. So, Shora, you win. I'm sorry. You know what? You both win. <laughs> I will I will send a free game to both you guys. So, it's my fault, Veritas, that I messed up and I didn't see that Shora had won. So, I'll send free games to both you guys. Congratulations to Shora for actually winning. Um, but since I told uh, Veritas and gave him the round of applause, once I do that, someone's mm. won. So we'll give a game to both of you guys. This is the last episode of Game Face, and it is the holidays, and we're in the giving spirit. So both of you guys send DMs, and we'll get you guys both a free game. Congratulations to the both of you. All right. And we have one more. We have another game to go here. And we'll see how this one goes. Again, Shora, awesome job, dude, that you got that from that snow. (laughs) It's really insane. You guys are just too damn good. It's really impressive what you guys are able to do uh okay here we go for round two are you ready kyle mm-hmm. all right make sure i'm getting the images right here i think this one this one i think people may get on the first first image i didn't think the last one that they would but then i always count you guys out and you guys always blow me away so here we go the first image for the second round of name that game go
1: that does look familiar doesn't it yep it's kind of like Metal
0: Gear solid three Body Harvest, no. (laughs) Yep, Case Money. The applause locks it in, man. Once I give the applause, that's it. You are a winner, no matter what. Metal Gear Solid 3, no. Halo 4, no. Tomb Raider, no. Turok Dinosaur Hunter, good guess, but no. Mm. Elder Scrolls Oblivion, no. Halo 2, no. Okay, I think we're ready for the second image. And here... It is. Dark Forces 2, no Metal Gear Solid 3, no, I think we've guessed all the Metal Gear games at this point, Armored Core, no Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, no Silent Hill 2, Silent Hill 2, no Halo 3, no, Doom, no, Call of Duty 4 no wow I really thought you guys would get this one fast Silent Hill 2, no. Power Wash Butt Simulator 14, absolutely. Prince of Persia, no. Tile Cleaning Simulator, no. Counter-Strike, no. That's a good guess too, though. All right. GoldenEye, no. All right, we're going to move on. Here's the next one.
1: Oh, Shenmue. You got it.
0: <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to get it from that. And we have a winner. Matt has won. <laughs> Holy crap. Is that that's the second time you've ever won? Is that right? Yeah, that's like
1: three or four. But the last time was like probably last year.
0: Maybe. I'll say this. like I, I didn't say I set this up so that you would win. I wanted to give you a good chance. And I knew as soon as the soccer ball was mm-hmm. in there, I, I cropped it out at first. And I was like, <laughs> if I put the soccer ball in there, I know Matt's going to get it. But... I knew also that everyone else had two guesses before that to try to beat you. So Mm -hmm. I was like, fair enough. I'm like, maybe someone else will get the soccer ball as well. So congratulations, Matt. Another round of applause for you. It's been a long time since you won, brother. It's good to see you finally win one. And now it's totally cool that two of you won the first game because Matt finally won one. That's awesome. Yep. From name that game to can Matt win this time? (laughs) uh are you guys are you guys surprised you didn't get Shamu? now i'll show the rest of the images actually before we move on so you guys can see what the last two were going to be here's image four Mm. that's just basically the storefronts boy look at that yeah (laughs) look at that texture work (laughs) 99 yep and here's the here's the last one and there's Mm. ryu's head and his hair there on the bottom left
1: Hey, mister, want to
0: wrestle? <laughs> Where are the sailors? <laughs> so anyway, I thought people would get that one really easily, but it just goes to show you, you just never know. Mm. Like there's really no way to tell whether people are going to get it or not. A lot of it just depends on who's... You know, a lot of it's just like that like
1: that ground text, like that's just how everything was done then. Yeah. You know, that, that late 90s, early 2000s, it's like, oh, just green, and then we'll just <laughs> plop some fuzz on we'll it. We'll
0: smear and- some Vaseline on it. <laughs> um uh, okay we will now take some questions for q a from you guys we have enough time to answer a bunch and don't forget this is the last this is probably the last q a we're doing for the year so if you have questions about anything like related to next year or any of that stuff now is the time to ask them uh let's bring you guys up on screen and see what you got mellow pintor shenmu you're a little too slow bro Mr. Starwalker also got Shenmue. Everyone was just behind you, I guess. Um, Eth Demon, have you ever played a game you liked, but in good faith can't recommend to others? New Pokemon game, is that for me? Most fun Pokemon game in a decade, but runs too bad. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm really surprised we've run into someone who thinks that's the best Pokemon game in 10 years, but Mm. (laughs) different strokes for different folks, I guess. Um, To answer your question... A game you like but can't recommend to others. The Souls games. That yeah. like I, Yeah, it's hard to recommend them to people. I like them a lot, but I didn't know any...
1: You know, Normally, if I really like a game, I'll get it for people for Christmas. I would not inflict that on, on pretty much anybody I knew. Yeah. Especially the ones with kids. who can't pause the game.
0: Yep. Tribes was that way. But in my opinion, still the best shooter I've ever played. I still can't mm-hmm. convince people to play it because it's too complicated. You have to fly while you're shooting, and people just can't get over it. They they just won't. They I feel like they fight it. Because you can get good. Like, I got good enough in tribes that I could shoot with the weapon that pretty much everyone uses, the spin fuser, which is just a frisbee that you fire. And I could be in air with a jetpack and someone else in the air with a jetpack, and I could shoot them in midair. I could time them descending with my spin fuser and hit them. But other people I tried to turn onto that game, they hated it. They could, they just, they're like, I don't wanna fly and shoot. The same reason. A lot of people hated Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Everybody just wants boots on the ground. Everyone wants to be the same thing that they've been doing for years and years. It's very hard to convince people to break out of their comfort zone. So for me, it was tribes. I have been an evangelistic person for tribes for 20 years now, maybe. And I've struggled to get anyone to get into it the way that I have. I had one friend in philadelphia who love tribes as much as i did and everybody else was like you're crazy why do you play this game so <laughs> that's one for me and it is challenging like it does take a lot of practice to learn how to ski and how to fly and how to time people like i could hit people with a spin fuser from like half a mile away i could see them skiing down a hill and they're just a pixel and i could shoot and time that spin fuser to hit them like a mile away but you have to practice a lot, and it just people just weren't into it, and I understood it. So, yeah. It was, in good faith, it was hard for me to recommend it to other people, but I absolutely loved it. Um, El Guapo 3385 what's your hype level slash expectations for The Last of Us HBO show? Mine are sky high. Yeah, pretty high. I am up there, man. Like, it's right up there with, like, the new Game of Thrones show. Like, I'm that excited for it. Like, well, I would put it way above a Game of Thrones show. Well, yeah, show you didn't me, like Game of Thrones, about... but I did. So, I'm just showing you on my scale where it is and it's up there man Mm -hmm. like i am my big hope is that i can get my wife into it and she'll want to watch it going forward That she'll get hooked into it like she did game of thrones and a couple other shows she doesn't watch a lot of tv so if we can find a show that we both like and we can watch together that's a thing that we can do together so like andor she no she did not. She didn't, I didn't get her to sit down and watch like the first couple episodes to get her into it. She would catch like patches of it as I was mm-hmm. watching it. Yeah, it's and not it going work. It would hook her in a little bit, and she would ask me, like, what's that? Who's that? Like Stuff like that, but she never sat down and watched episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I regret it now. I should have waited to watch the first episode when she was there, but I'm going to do that with The Last of Us, and I hope that she gets hooked, and it'll be another TV show that we can watch together, but I'm really excited for it. And you too, Matt? Mm-hmm. I think everything good. they've shown so far has looked Pedro great. Pedro Pascal is a great choice. Yep. The fact that Troy is in
1: the oh I forgot he's in a bit part he, yeah in they're the both show. both of them are I can't I forgot Ellie's voice actor is his name yeah um but the fact that they're both endorsing it and on stage together with them and all the yeah it seems like they're doing it doing it right Yep. because there've been a lot of adaptations that did not have that kind of respect for the source material or the people who made it and that you know obviously
0: Naughty Dog's involved so getting Neil involved in it elbows deep was smart mm-hmm. absolutely uh the legacy what immersive sim do you recommend to scratch the bioshock itch until judas comes out i'm not well that's gonna could be a while although Sh- shola who's working on it says maybe not as long as we think which is encouraging um, i'm not a fan of the arcane games like Prey and dishonor well then you're screwed yeah it's not much else unless you want to unless you want to replay <laughs> well, the, but there are no other great immersive I mean, sims you can play the 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 montreal Ida's
1: montreal uh dash x games again i guess yeah that's so, it it's not much else out there. That's
0: really... I mean, the genre, that's really all that it is. System Shock People remake. aren't making them anymore. Yeah. You'd, yeah, you're basically going to replaying other stuff. Old games. Old games, yeah. remakes and stuff. Yep. And then, obviously, when Judas comes out. But I don't know why you'd be hyped to play Judas, but you don't want to play Arcanes. I don't know. I'm... i agree with that completely i
1: don't like oh, really? arcane's games very much i mean i like prey okay but like for the most part i find them annoying
0: i mean i'll say this i like bioshock more than arcane's oh, yeah. games for sure but, but.
1: I, I i really don't like the arcane you know i've really tried to play this on both dishonored's and and, prey and, and pre- i mean I, I like prey i didn't finish prey but i did Prey
0: like was it. my favorite yeah i definitely liked
1: it the best of all of arcane's like attempts at, at that kind of game and yep. uh but yeah, I, don't, I don't, they mostly leave me cold in a way that BioShock just doesn't. Yeah. BioShock's more interesting,
0: for sure. Yeah. Uh JM Rain, thank you for all the tier 1 subs, man, that you're giving out to everybody in the chat. That's flipping awesome, man. We appreciate it. Um uh, Sneaky, hope you all have a good Christmas. Cheers for the content. Thank you guys, by the way. People who show up for the stream, you guys make the show better. Like, that's just the truth. You fact check us in real time so we don't have to come back in, like, next week's episode and be like, okay, this is what we got wrong in last week's episode. We, it gets fixed right away, live on the show. You guys ask great questions. You guys, a lot of the times I'll look over in the chat and something you guys say will remind me of something that I needed to talk about regarding a specific game that I was going to forget. So you guys absolutely make this show way better. So thank you for being here every Tuesday Uh, to make our show better. I really, really appreciate it. You guys know I love you and appreciate you. Um, I'll say it till my dying day. Um, Ashes in the Hourglass. Considering the size of the install base, do you think GTA 6 will come out on PS4 and Xbox One? Good question. No. No. They're building it so that it will run on these consoles? No. It's not going to happen. No. It makes a lot of financial sense. (laughs) But by by the time it happens, you'll be far, Yeah, you may be worried about, is it going to come out on PS5 at that point? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Worry about the PS6 version, frankly. (laughs) Uh, uh, Mr. Starwalker says, I think I said it like two seconds after the image appears, but that's okay. Congrats, Matt. I mean, Matt literally said it instantly. I don't know how anybody could have beat him.
1: Yeah, all I could have done to cut my time down is not to have said, uh, before I said Shenmue. I
0: don't know how anybody could have beat him. If he had paused after that image went up, like, five seconds, and then, like, then sure, but I think he beat you, fair and square. But still, great job on your part to guess it as well. Uh, Vincent, why is that Bayonetta prequel generating no hype? Because it's not, it's like an indie game. (laughs) Nobody cares. It's not Bayonetta. It's like... Their B team, their their D team at Platinum. Like, I don't was, think anybody
1: really wanted to know the origin stories. Of well,
0: does anybody want an it? isometric like action adventure set in the Bayonetta universe? It's like all pastel. Cut. Like, it's just a bad project. I have no idea why they even made it. Honestly, I, like I'm not so like I am kind of interested in the backstory of Bayonetta a little bit. It's just the way that they decided to present it in that game. Like, just weird. It feels like it was part of a deal that they had with Nintendo that they had to barf out like two games and they're like, well, here's the second one. It took us like three months to make it.
1: Or maybe just like, Hey, maybe there's a way to leverage this franchise without like spending five years. That's in this like a complex action game.
0: Well, it's not going to work. <laughs> I'll put it to you that way. I uh, forgot it was in there until he yeah. until that question got asked. Frankly, yeah. Minority games. Any chance we get a new power Rangers game that has worldwide appeal? No, no. Because I mean, it won't have worldwide appeal, because no one cares no, about the power.
1: The Battle Rangers for the anyone. I mean, kids do, but like, you know, it's still a very strong brand among a certain age bracket. But like, yeah, um, Battle for the Grid is about as good as it's going to get, I
0: think. Yeah, I was surprised that that game was even released. Honestly, that that game did very well. Yeah, it did. Yep. Um, um, there's also yeah.
1: there's also a pretty good uh, um, card, uh, card game, like a uh, board game for it that Renegade Games makes. But uh, in terms of video games, that's a probably not so
0: much power rangers just aren't as big as they were when we were kids that's just the truth of it um, there's some kids that still like it for sure it's yeah. not gone or dead but yeah, it's just- they're
1: definitely still a big deal in in terms of nostalgia and so there's just not the audience isn't universally there and it's more of a thing that people like to remember when it's brought up more than a thing people immerse themselves in still um that's that's complete collection that they did a few years ago of like all the series all the seasons didn't actually sell that well People just aren't willing to drop that kind of money on watching, you know, pretty dumb shows from when they were kids all over again um, that you can just get on YouTube if you just do a search. Um, I think, yeah, there's not much there, really. There, I, think, there. I think a fighting game that includes all the different permutations like, like that the grid game is, I think that's about as what it should be. Yeah.
0: Congrim uh, 1, thoughts on Microsoft offering Sony Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus. Think it's a panic move to close the deal and not lose $3 billion on a broken deal. I think everything that Microsoft is doing right now is a panic move. It's panicking, yes, because the deal should go through, and it's and for whatever reason, it's really insane, Matt, mm-hmm. that they're putting Microsoft through the ringer on this like this. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll it'll probably go through in the end. Um, I don't think they're worried about the three billion. I think that they want. Activision Blizzard, yeah, and they know that three billion is a drop in the bucket. They want to get on with it.
1: That's the thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not even like a panic move about money. It's a panic move about like probably part of their ongoing strategy involves having Activision locked down and in the house. Yeah, and if that doesn't happen in time, they're going to have to re-strategize, and nobody wants to do that. Yeah, so.
0: I mean, $3 billion is not nothing, even to Microsoft, no. but that's not what's driving all this. They're just like—at they're at this point, they're willing to say whatever they need to say to get the deal to go through because they know that they're buying talented people and, like, even this old IP that PlayStation is just sadly and pathetically holding on to, like, their lives depend— it really is a sad look what PlayStation is doing right It's kind of pathetic what PlayStation is doing right now. But Microsoft has the forethought to say, you know what? Even Call of Duty in 10 or 15 years won't be that big of a deal because we will have worked with these talented people for a decade and a half. And who knows what IP will come up with that it will not have to appear anywhere else but our platforms. So it's pathetic watching Sony so desperately trying to hold on to this one element of this big deal that Microsoft is about to sign. And Microsoft is just like, oh, really? Whatever. Whatever. Like, okay, you can have call of Duty on your subscription service and it still won't bother us. Like this whole thing has just been crazy watching this go down. First of all, like this deal should have went through like forever ago. Like I don't I still don't understand what these regulatory agencies are doing. It makes no sense whatsoever that this deal hasn't gone through. So if you're a PlayStation fan, thank your lucky stars that this is happening because it never should have happened. You're getting way more than you should have got. Um, Rosencrantz, what's your most anticipated game for 23? You have to wait till Friday for that One of the awards we give out is our most anticipated game for 23 Uh, Jerry B, Matt, do you have any good movie recommendations other than Batman, RRR and everything everywhere all at once The Menu
1: The Menu? The Menu, don't sleep on the menu. Okay. Very good Red
0: Fox 1980
1: Also apparently the Guillermo del Toro uh, Pinocchio is very good but I haven't watched it yet No. Is it good? It's supposed to be good. I haven't heard a single negative thing
0: about it. Wow. From anybody. Okay. It looked interesting. Red Fox 1980. Is I wonder if that's for Red Fox, the actor. What? Red, the Red Fox 1980. Well, I think Red Fox was with two X's or yeah, two V's. Yeah, it was with two X's. But I just I wonder if it's just an homage to
1: I don't know. To him. I mean, there is such a thing as a Red Fox. That's true.
0: In fact, most foxes are red. Um, is the MGS remake a real thing? The news pops up every E3 Game Awards, and would it sell? Work in twenty twenty three because it was a bunch of mini games. What would make it work? It would absolutely work if they, if they announced a remake of Metal Gear Solid. On that, that we would have talked about it for like thirty minutes. Yeah, but on. then
1: you'd have, you know, do you use the old voices? Yeah, we have to pay royalties for the voices. You know, yeah, they would all come back up. And, you know, David Hayter would probably have some things to say because he got blackballed from five. Right. And, You would stir up a lot of drama by trying to bring those games back. I'm here for it. and Yeah, (laughs) you could, but again, Konami is probably not going
0: to do that. No, Konami, if it's going to happen, Konami will just license out the IP to PlayStation or some other developer or publisher, and they'll handle it. Um, I think it's possible, and I think it would be gigantic. I think it would be the biggest thing that would have been announced at the Game Awards, for example, if they had announced it. So is it a real thing? No. Could it be a real thing? Absolutely. But Konami won't make it. Um. What else we got here? Cinetyke. Ellie from The Last of Us games equals Ashley Johnson. Not sure what that means. Ashley Johnson's who plays Ellie because I, oh. I couldn't remember her name. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Minority Games. Thank you for the bits, man. Uh, by the way, if one of you guys, if I know a lot of times I'll get messages from people who are like, hey, like, I want to help you guys out around the holidays. Um, just give us like a gift or whatever. The best thing that you can do is go to sifted.net slash donate, and again, sifted is spelled S-I-F-T-D without the E, and it's just an interface there where you can pluck in any amount of money that you wanna to donate to us and pay with a credit card, and, and it works in like 300 countries. It works all around the world. Um, so if you wanna like buy us a beer for the holidays or a cup of cocoa or if you wanna buy us a game or a meal or anything, Just go to sifted.net slash donate, and again, you can type in any any dollar amount you want and pay with your credit card or PayPal, and we'd appreciate it very much. In fact, everyone who does that, I send people personal emails to thank them. Uh, Anyone who uses that donate portal, uh, I will send you a personal email thanking you for doing that because it means a lot. Um, Let's see. Shenmue 2 or 1, I don't know what that means. Uh, Minority Games, giving out more bits. Thank you, brother. Uh, I think that might be it for the questions. Vincent says in ten to fifteen years they won't have a platform. They probably won't have a console, mm-hmm. but they'll still have a platform. Well, you don't have to we've have. Been have
1: saying, a, we've been saying that for about ten to fifteen. Yeah, years, we've been too, saying like that for a
0: long time. But you don't have to have a console to have a platform.
1: Yeah, they'll have an ecosystem one way or the yeah. other.
0: Yep. Um, Cinetyke, Merry Christmas Merry Christmas to you Merry Christmas to all you guys I realize some of you guys may not uh, Oh, thank you for the bits, Cinetyke That's awesome I realize some of you guys may not bother watching our Game of the Year Awards. Some of you guys only tune in for Game Face But we will be streaming um, our Game of the Year awards on Friday Like it's an episode of Game Face Again, at 1pm Pacific, 4pm Eastern I hope you guys can all make it um, We may do a Q&A at the end One last like, Q&A before we go away for the holidays um, Not 100% sure on that yet um, But we'll see. But anyway, be there on Friday. I think it'll be a great show. Our Game of the Year awards are always fun, I think, to do. And hopefully fun for you guys to watch as well. Um, so that's it for Game Face for 2022. Another year in the books. We've been doing this podcast for a long time. 324 episodes. It's really insane. And each one of those are three hours long a lot of life that's so much content it's really (laughs) insane (laughs) and that's one thing we're going to be doing a little differently nobody asked i really thought one of you guys might ask hey what's going on in 2023 for sifted i actually like baited you guys into asking it i was like this is the last q a you might want to ask we're about next the year is going to be like we don't know and not as maybe <laughs> but not a single person asked about it um so maybe at the end of the game of the year awards you guys will ask about it and i'll give you an answer but one of the things we're going to be doing is leveraging game face a lot more it's like we're creating three hours of content a week and we're just putting it out as this big chunk and we need to do more with that content and that's one of the things we'll be doing in 2023 so uh, let's see. If you're listening to this show anywhere on any of the podcast services, and it's on all of them, um, and you want to help us, head to patreon.com slash sifted. Again, that's S-I-F-T-D without the E. You can pledge whatever you want per month there. We appreciate every single dollar. It means a lot to us. If you're broke and it's Christmas time, I get it. Everyone has to spend a lot more money right now for gifts or traveling in my case or whatever. I totally get it. If you want to help us without any money, you can do that with Twitch Prime. And if you're watching the show on YouTube, just head down below into the description. There are instructions down there. And as I say every week, my 70-plus-year-old mom can do it. So can you. So that's it for Game Face for 2022. Matt, thank you for everything, brother. Thanks for coming into your home, sharing your awesome cat Luna with us, who now has become a part of the Mm -hmm. show. Um, Having some kind of itch, (laughs) going a little nuts right now. (laughs) And thanks to all you guys for all your support this year. Without you guys, this show doesn't happen. It's just that simple. There's this is you guys are the revenue that we generate to do this show. Without without you, there is no show. So thank you guys from the very bottom of my heart. I appreciate everything you guys have done. Thank you to Ellis Cream for sponsoring us here in the last month and for the early part of January. If you are going to be drinking, or anyone in your family loves to drink during the holidays, go buy LS Cream. It is the perfect liqueur for the holidays. It's Mm -hmm. a lot like Bailey's Irish Cream. It mixes great with warm drinks. It's thicker, it's a little thicker, but it's exactly what you want for the holidays. So go support Mm -hmm. a sifter. This is made by a sifter. Yep. His his own liquor company. It's amazing what he has done. I so bought support five bottles
1: last week to bring to various parties. Yeah.
0: It's great for the three. holiday season. You take this into a party and you open it up and make a drink with it. Let someone taste it. Everyone's going to want it. So support our crew, people in our circle who are doing amazing things. Support them if you can. If you drink at the holidays, why would you not want to support one of our sifters? So go get some LS cream for the holidays. Um, hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you on Friday. For the Game of the Year Awards, Game Face is up and out.